Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Unlimited Railworks, Video Game Choo Choo. It's our anime podcast. I'm your host, Rose. I have a normal microphone, so I'll sound normal now, which is nice. That is nice. Uh, because it was quite bad, <laughs> and I'm really sorry for that. But uh, it's all good now. Um, with me, as always, is John, as you just heard. Yeah, hi, I'm here. I'm chatting. I'm, I'm ready to hang out with you, Rose. Hell yeah. Uh, so is Maverick. We tempted fate last episode, folks. Last episode, oh, yeah. what did... I specifically said that there was only one season left of Attack on Titan. And guess what <laughs> happens? Uh, Just days after. I really felt the same. <laughs> Just day after. Yeah, I was thinking that. Day after we you released that. <laughs> part three. Oh, man. Of the final season. Of the final season. Oh, wait, how... <laughs> wait, there was already two parts. Yes. No, we gotta make sure that Aaron no. says more slurs. <laughs> we gotta make sure that Armin is completely justified in whatever war crime he's gonna commit. <laughs> Fucking insane! I like I was genuinely like blown away. We gotta make more weird suggestions about Hanji Zoe's gender that are really Ugh. weird, given the way that everything else is kind of set up in that show. And there's nothing else that really is a point of conversation about gender in regards to this militaristic society. Well, let me tell you, being on Tumblr when that show aired as a young teen, they fucking loved that. Uh, and that's really what it felt like. I mean, I mean, there was just a, felt like a there was a different naive grasping. There was a different naive like. Um, lends to it when you put characters in main costumes and then um and then people are like oh it's fine you know <laughs> and it's not it's not god made lovey but yeah no i'm that here was a different time <laughs> that that's lv talking yeah. also no. who i forgot to i had a, a brief flashback <laughs> um <laughs> hello um excited yeah. um uh for superior mike Rose uh, here, um, <laughs> and hopefully it won't be an issue for uh, anyone or anyone who's going to be working yeah, on this I... episode. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you're back. You're back technically. I mean, you were back. You've thankfully, been back. Thankfully, I <laughs> yeah, I've been back. But yes, uh, thankfully I edited that episode. So the only one who had to <laughs> suffer had to was me and the listeners. <laughs> but now everything's a okay. Um, what was I going to say? Something? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Attack on Titan fucking sucks. <laughs> it sure uh, <laughs> Like, I, I really, so like, so they just didn't finish the story in this final season yeah, part I two? Don't get help. Is that what happened? What is going or on are they doing pacing? extra content to explain things? I really, I didn't check, but I've, I've been wondering I, that. I, I, I have none, a feeling. None of you probably know. No, I don't. I try Why to avoid it. Why the hell it. would um, I know? I have a feeling they did not finish it. I have a feeling there is something going on with the pacing where it is being stretched out, whether unintentionally or intentionally. Because I, no, me personally, knowing the ending, I think there would have been like an uproar over that. Whether it's like, any Twitter would not be safe if the ending, the actual ending of that series, um, was actually seen by people, but it was seen by the masses. So especially, no, because... I don't think it ended. Ended. 
it, it's coming out like fall of next year. So. Mm. Oh God, we have to do it another year. Okay. It, it definitely right. feels like right. something that was ordered in advance or uh, ordered after a lot of other things have already been put into production. Especially at MAPPA, because fucking... Yeah, they got the, so the much studio, stuff. The proverbial camel that has yet to have place. its back broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, it's bad. It's bad. Don't, don't watch an anime called Attack on Titan. Finally, someone says And then he went to the basement <laughs> I feel like and a I lot of like, people Yo. have been saying it. I feel like the thing that gets me about it is how, like, so many people have told people that Attack on Titan sucks, and then people are just like, eh, you know, it's the one anime I watch. And it's like, why? Like, you could be watching something good. <laughs> like, I, because Right, like, I, I, I feel like, um, again, made a lot of you flashback, but, like, uh, <laughs> looking back, like, when the series official, you know, debuted, the height of, you know, the manga, like, the height of its craze early on. I feel like even people back then who were huge followers of it or like huge defenders of it over time just kind of slowly stopped talking about it and, it and in a way of like not disinterested. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> and like no, and and I think like anyone who has dropped the show or who who has um, had kind of like you know less of a passionate opposition to the show compared to us, you know, as we were talking about this now, they didn't, they didn't, did, did they, they never publicly declared it. I, I think there's some sort of weird embarrassment to. <laughs> To admit, like, something you've been dedicated to for a long while is, like, regret, like, like, has issues. You know, it has probably, has probably had inherently had issues from the very beginning, and less that it regressed, but, like, no, there always was some sort of problem with it under the surface that you never thought about at that point in time. Because I think about it, and, like, I, the show, like, aired, no, I'm sorry, I keep saying air, but, like, the show was at its height around, like, end of high school, beginning of college for me. So it's like, okay, so there's so many people who, who hopped on the show. Um, <laughs> during very tumultuous teen years, you know, this, this, this very much could have been like a lot of people's very first quote unquote edgy, uh, mature anime. Um, yeah. and it, it's, it's just one of those things, you know, it's just like, huh, okay. I, I just not, be, not willing to admit like, okay, I consume something that's not good. Um, so I'm going to either, I'm going to either silently resign and not speak of it again. You know, and you, you put up your cosplay items yeah. in your Depop shop or clearance or whatever, or eBay. You don't tell anyone, but you're just... <laughs> or, uh, and, you see people, like, or you keep recommending going. it yeah. normally. Oh, yeah, yeah. You keep, or you keep going because you don't like, want to admit uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, no. I, I, like, uh, I distinctly remember I followed it up until, like, episode 20-something of that first run. Because it... Mm-hmm. I just got bored with it. Mm-hmm. This yeah, was also at a time that I was watching The Fucking Walking Dead. And I think it's just like... <laughs> There's a correlation there. Yeah, no, there I was, was, was going to it, it is an anime that very closely follows the conventions of prestige television, I would say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that, yeah I was going to say that. And you that's why so many, people, so many people latched onto it, because it's like, oh, I can wear this with my fucking Game of Thrones shit and my... Uh, Walking Dead shit, and then when you start to realize that a lot of those things also eventually, su- like, I'll admit it, there was a time that The Walking Dead was interesting. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people who will look back and say that Game of Thrones overall was a very um, fun experience for them, and I'm not mm-hmm. gonna 
argue that. I'm not going to argue the, um, you know, prestige of prestige television because there's definitely ups and downs in that whole market as well. But looking at Attack on Titan, it was a show that definitely started at a specific moment and then it's just been trying to catch up to that hype and it's never been able to and alongside that there's just so much fascist bullshit in there that it's like bro even like losing any of that momentum is when you start to feel the gaps and you're like all right hold up yeah uh well, that was our um, quarterly f- fucking hate attack on Titan <laughs> segment. Um, unfortunately, the segment will continue. We thought we were free, but... <laughs> if you um, pay us enough money on Patreon... <laughs> don't, don't promise anything that we, can't, uh, that we can't give them. We're going to keep talking. I, I cannot make any promises. Uh, um... But yeah, um, speaking, well, broadly speaking of uh, better anime, <laughs> um, we've all been watching. I actually, I wanted to, um, I want to talk to you about something, LV. I have not yes. watched it um, yet, um, but I have read what happens in it, and it has discouraged me from watching it mm-hmm. as someone who played the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um what do you have to say about Magia Records ending? <laughs> was it four episodes? Was, um, it, was that what it was? Yeah, it's okay. Eight? So if uh, <clears throat> one recalls, like, as we, you know, last time we were talking about Magia Record and just pondering over the strange, se- the way they paced out the seasons. Like, again, strange that they, we have a first season that's like, you know, a solid 12 to 13 episodes, right? I don't remember exactly, or 11. Yeah. And then for some reason, they decide to make season two, four to five episodes. Same thing with season three, four to five episodes. I don't know what's going on there. Very strange. Um, and I think there definitely was some sort of meditate choice to do that, where you know, once you once you see the ending, you're like, oh, I see. I, I They probably did that because tonally, it's very different from season two, which again, this should have all been just season two. Um, it's, but it's very totally different from like, I, I guess my way to make it less confusing is, uh, first half of the ending to the second half of the ending. Okay. Um, and yeah, it, it totally feels very different from what you think is going to happen in the first half of this ending season. So I feel like if you cut it off, you can pretend it didn't happen, uh, <laughs> in mm-hmm. a way, right? Um, you know, and, uh, you know, as I'm talking about this, Magic Record has, has, has it has been all put out there. It's ended. It has ended technically. Um, it they pretty much just vomited all out of the episodes to, at the beginning of the spring season. Like you know, arguably, like does it count as the previous season? I don't know. Um, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this ending. I'm gonna spoil it. So FYI. Um, and from my understanding, as someone who's not played the game, who's not played the app, I I, uh, I have I'm very loose familiarity with uh, I guess the trajectory of the story of the mobile game which which my understanding that too like its story main stories ended as well um or at least there was mm-hmm. some sort of like main storyline ending that it's like oh, okay this is it and if the game is still yeah. live you know there's other things going on right um uh and they decided to go uh with a complete downer ending <laughs> for this anime adaptation of that game um whereas 
the game ending is actually not. It's actually not. It's actually an otherwise uh, pretty straightforward uh, good ending. I, I, I don't know, not good in the sense of quality, but like a, a happy ending. Like it's something that is completely at odds with like what how people may box in what the Madoka franchise is. And it's very interesting to me that they decided instead for Maji Records anime that <laughs> you know you know what. You know what? People are people. People like st- like box this show and saying like, "Oh, it's you know an edgy magical," and we're gonna just do that. We're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna meet what yeah. we're just gonna meet the stereotypes people make about this show, and we're just gonna do that. Um, and I think there's multiple reasons for this. Like the first one is the the well, so Shaft's made a lot of adaptational differences. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. th- with this seasoning but with season one it was just flat out better mm-hmm. consistently than mm-hmm. how the start of right, the game right. played however that's kind of inherent to all gacha games is the beginning is pretty bad right. and then they hit their stride they figure out the episodic yeah. format they want to go for um but this is like it's insane that it's like then they were ad- adapted it and the part of the game that's really good yeah, the the original ending is very like focused on this communalized aspect. The entire premise of Magia Record is the idea that they figured out how to cure magical girls dying, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they basically like destroy the entire system mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And even at the ending of that, when they finish it, they are still on that. They're like, "This is our goal. We want to make mm-hmm. sure that this spreads beyond just this city. We want to make it better for everyone else in the world, mm-hmm. basically." Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem to be no, the case from what no, I've heard of the no, show no. at all. Yep. Um, and, like, everyone dies. I think it's just because of the new Madoka's movies coming out and they were just like, well... Yeah, there, 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 there was... What I got from it is there was some sort of sense of spite plus that. Yeah. Um, when it ends, you know... Um, I, I guess let me start from the beginning of, like, at least, at least like, go into more details about the sequence of events that happened. So, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer because I really enjoyed the first season. Again, as someone who's who's not even familiar with the game. But the first season was very much built up this wonderful, like, here's, here's, here's this community of, like, girls hanging out and working together to kind of, like, support each other um, in, like, these dire circumstances. And, and they realize, oh, my gosh, there's, like, this fucked up, like, bigger issue that we got to try to work together to stop and you know again the first half of this ending season it's like building up to that it's like oh man all these stakes are happening um mommy's catholic uh <laughs> mm-hmm. we gotta stop her we gotta stop the pope uh <laughs> as i would word it i really like catholic just mommy a lot <laughs> she was the christmas character but like the main story was happening at the same time so they're just like um, yeah, yeah i think we can angle <laughs> this both ways yeah yeah, and I, and I and I guess like to go in what you were saying, where like those slight changes in addition to tying some of the more uh, the Madoka characters more. I yeah, I agree. There must be something that they're doing to tie it into the upcoming movie, whatever whatever new thing that's going to explore. Like, is it is it you know like is this canon? Is this going to like change up some of the, the the things like that has been established already with the previous movies? Is there you know all these questions? But yeah, essentially it's um. Right, they they don't get, so, so <laughs> weird to say they don't actually kill everyone off, but they kill a lot of people. They just kill a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, just a off. lot. They kill a lot of people off for no reason, 
Like, it, it just made no sense. Like, I, I don't know. I, I legitimately, like, one of the girls just dies from exhaustion, which <laughs> to me was just, like, okay. Um, and then they have this whole scene where, where they're ghost for a bit, like, and try to inspire one of the surviving girls. And it, and it's too, it's, 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 it's futile. They all just, they all just failed. Like, it was just, <laughs> it was like. I'm sorry, I'm only laughing at this, but it was just baffling. It was, it was no, like, yeah, yeah, it was just like a car crash. It was just, it just kept going. The car, like the car's still running. It already, the, the collision already happened, but the car's still going. Um, it was very, yeah, it was very strange. And to the extent too, where I felt like in doing all that, it's like, why did you also kill all these characters where I wasn't even that fully attached aware to of either. them yeah or like yeah. yeah yeah and that that was kind of also the other problem where i i was like oh okay i was thinking like this season would be dedicated to at least fleshing out more of those characters or like going into them more and the so to speak quote-unquote real antagonist of this series wasn't that well developed i mean she's like great she has like a great presence every time she's in but she like i still don't quite get what she was doing it's a little confusing she we didn't really linger on her enough to kind of understand things and as to like why in the world is she just willing to destroy this whole you know um yeah and yeah it was just it was just it was just insane like it it ends with the surviving girls going through this ruined city because and also also kind of funny kind of kind of cool that they acknowledge yes there is collateral damage from like everything that was uh -huh. happening <laughs> which which again like a lot you know people often point that out and like a lot of these superhero movies, etc. Like no one, like why do they not talk about that? That's like insane. And they actually did here. They actually, I right, showed the collateral damage of all the shit that happened um, towards the end, where like yeah, the city's all fucked up and destroyed. Yeah, I get, yeah, like I said, the girls, the surviving girls are just like walking through this ruined, messed up city. I, it's not clear what they're gonna do next. Like it's just, it just it makes no sense. And the ultimately after the credits, post credit scene. Uh, look at that. Uh, there's a shot of a god, Madoka, just op closing a book on the Magia Record, which apparently is the title explainer for this series, which might be different compared to what the yeah. game does. Magia so, Record in this yeah, anime, it, it refers to a book <laughs> or some sort of yeah. um, specter that god Madoka is looking into and, and being like, man, you know, it, it's just wow. Yeah. It's just wow, wow. In the game, um, <laughs> it's a music it thing. the idea. Right. Yeah, they were like, uh, it's, it's what she has to manage everything, and it's just like she, she compares it to all these different records going, mm -hmm. and then there's this one record that's like, what the hell? This isn't the right. But you know what? As long as I don't interfere, it can be fine or whatever. Like that's how it was. Um, this shit don't. I imagine slap. they. I better not remix. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like I think it really screams that they removed her for the sake of oh the movie's going to be about her mm -hmm. so we don't want to confuse anyone right right like we don't want to get involved in all that. Um, but it's just it's really frustrating to see how. I think the game itself comes from a place where it's written by every writer mm -hmm. from the show except for Urobuchi. <laughs> I was going to say, And I yeah. think that, yeah, you can really tell because it's about the more lived traumas mm -hmm. rather than a bombastic, like, death mm -hmm. um, or, like, anything like that. Like, I know that uh, the whole premise of Magic Record is she wants to figure out what happened to her sister, right? right? right. That she, only she can remember her. Mm -hmm. um, in the game, she saves her sister. Mm -hmm. And then they mm -hmm. go into, like, the, like, 
the issues later throughout the right. stories like what happened with her sister how do they explain right. this how do they and, do all and, these and things the, what do they do for these and what the show, sick characters yeah, and what the show did um i think the unveiling of that twist was very cool but then how it just uh, but then it's all for nothing it kind of <laughs> it kind of fizzles yeah. out where she ends up failing she doesn't she fails to save her sister which was like okay so now what you know and then you know and then it ends with the whole like end times thing but like yeah it, it just it all these characters who like were working so hard for a particular goal like um basically you know i would i would call these characters like survivors in a way right for all from all their different experiences yeah it it just became all for naught for like no reason yeah and that's the problem because the the core narrative of the original game was that point every character is like a survivor of something and they are finding their way together yeah and like the whole notion of the original madoka having will purge snack be this big bombastic thing that only homura can or like only homura is ever the one fighting against it's only ever her or whatever right Right. and then here it's like no all of these people worked together and they deal dealt with it in the game they do the very like near automata type Mm -hmm. ending type thing where it's like other players but it's just like the core message of that is this idea of persisting of surviving of growing past and then it's just like to see this like Oh, you know what? Actually, I think I'm just gonna kill half of these girls. Is this like? <laughs> well, they remembered yeah. that. Just... They remembered being Maguka is suffering. <laughs> yeah, that's Shaft's specialty. If, if it's in a Shaft, well, Shaft worked on the game too because Shaft did all the animations for the um, uh, the magical girl transformations when you pulled oh, them awesome. or whatever. That's awesome. Which it looks really. If you ever have time and are bored and like Madoka, yeah, look those up because it's 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 like the Sayaka ones are pretty. Like all of the original Madoka characters have a really good gimmick that they draw, where it's like it is them as like an adult, and then they're getting like pulled away. The adult self (gasps) is being pulled away because of the nature of the yeah. yeah, And then they get yeah. Then they do the transformation. I thought that was really good. Um. But yeah, it's it was wow. Yeah, it was just a bummer. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing. It's just weird. Was, it's really yeah. There weird was like a little clip that. too of like you get you see Homer travel back to the time world. You know, it was like oh okay, are they yeah do okay all right. It was it would very much try to end on the pretense of like this is just one version of the events you've seen, <laughs> but then it's still like. <sighs> So, like, first of all, the issue of, like, right, the North American server of the game is not accessible anymore. It just does not exist. And, and then, like, come on. I don't know. That was, it, it, it was just such a cop-out. Like, I, I don't, and, and again, it goes back to, like, hmm, are they just doing, did they just do this? Because it might connect to something else in the long run where they're just going to resurface, again, what people are more familiar with, which was the original Madoka cast and that story. So it's like, man, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it didn't. It, it just gave the potential of something like this at the service, you know, specifically again, the, what, 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 what I thought was a very strong first season that, that had a lot of hope in it, had a lot of like optimistic, like foreshadowing yeah. I felt towards like, oh, okay, there'd be, there's like a build up to something there. And it's just like, man, they had to end on like such a bummer and such an open ended bummer specifically. Uh, yeah. The- the thing that was really getting me is Alina Gray, right? Yeah. The green hair girl. Yeah. She, yeah, her. Um, she, she was throughout the. I felt like she was not developed like enough, or like I don't quite yeah. understand what was so, going on her. The thing that was really getting me as someone who really likes her character um, is that in the game she has this little like Halloween magical girl who's like has no idea that she's like this twisted mm-hmm. evil woman doing things mm-hmm. or whatever, and it really grounds her and gives her this like other side that you can see to her or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
and like really conveys the world and the little witch girl is in the anime like in a post-credit scene but it's like who would know who that is right. cuz she's not in the anime series right. like and they just completely left that out yeah. it's just like there was an inverse problem too <sighs> where the anime um for my understanding and I understand yeah like they made a character that was original to the anime and they did nothing with her yeah, Kuro. only for yeah only for her and you know, and there was some weird things with her that seemed very special like what is going she has some weird exceptions about her like compared to the other magical girls and like they don't do anything with it, only for her to turn into a witch at the end anyway. <laughs> and it was like, uh, okay. Like, they had a little moment showing her, fla- her like, uh, like, like, a little flashback of her dealing with, like, a different character who was basically, like, <laughs> the opposite color palette of her, which was funny. Um, but, like, yeah, she just, they just did nothing with her. It was, it was like, what? It, yeah, just ended on a lot of confusing notes, ended on a lot of bummer notes. Just, hmm. I, yeah, it's, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah i don't know what they're doing what, over there it's what, what was just baffling <laughs> i th- I thought it was such like when i played the game i thought it was such a refreshing like differential from the original series mm-hmm. to like and i'm like a big rebellion liker right like yeah. i look i fucking love rebellion i think like that that sense of misery is much more interesting than what they were doing before mm-hmm. um but this was like the whole point of this was to not be miserable mm-hmm. and then they just had to do it anyway mm-hmm. you hate to see mm-hmm. it um, you know what's not miserable? Kaguya's love is war, which is just continued its stride. It's like it never left, just all over again. I remember when we said this last mm-hmm. time, but goddamn, it really is the same. What do you think of that, John? It's it's great. Back in the saddle once again. Uh, just fantastic character interactions. We're getting, you know, all kinds of stuff that you wouldn't really expect. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm digging that they, um, I'm, I'm digging that they actually are like having different characters interact that maybe didn't do that at all. Like in the past, like in the, in the most recent episode, um, they, they, you know, kind of go back to Hayasaka, uh, and the the president, uh, how they kind of had like a a weird meeting in the last season like how she was like spying on him for kaguya and um there's a lot going on there a lot a lot of a lot of very very hilarious very exciting stuff going on um i I just i'm just having a lot of fun still with it um you know it's it's good that we have something to to make us forget the horrors but it's here. It's it's back. Kaki Asama's back. I thought, um here's what I'll say also. Um mm-hmm. the the new opening has continued to just be the the same bit and I appreciate the bit, but I feel like this is probably the the worst of the three. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. It definitely feels this is the one like the second one had the the second one could have been this it could have been phoned in like but it felt iterative on the style in a way that sure it wasn't as good but it was still like compelling and worked and then this one it works don't get me wrong but it's very much like you felt like you had to do it you know like well the, that's what it the second like one at least provides a story like the whole thing is like oh you know yeah, this little narrative of Kaguya-sama is gonna give uh, Shirogane a little lunchbox because like she made it, and then just following that, 
a condensed episode to start off the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Easy way to... Well, still, like, you still have to get the spirit of the show in a minute and 30 seconds, but it's at least going to be effective. Here, it's more introduction to characters and then just a lot of very well done like visual layout but also it definitely leaves something somewhat lacking and especially like you know they definitely do have a specified voice by having the same artist do all these uh actual yeah like having Masayuki Suzuki do a third song for them that was inevitable. I wasn't going to doubt that part, but mm-hmm. yeah. definitely is kind of just, eh, whatever. But the fucking ending, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. They do a full-on Starship Troopers parody. No. For their ending. <laughs> I haven't seen this, but goodness me. Okay, it's, I'm going to look this up now. It's very good. Like, it... It's set up in this way, like, you, you just have these very beautifully done shots of, like, uh, Shiragani is, like, a farmer, and then he goes to enlist, uh, Hayasaka's there, and she gives, like, this, re- it's, like, they wanted to, this, like, DreamWorks-ass smile, or, like, a, I'm not gonna, it, it, like, a very, like, movie actor kind of smile where it's, like, you're gonna be alright here, and then just full-on, like, we're on the planet, uh, bugs are attacking us, Kaguya is like this god or whatever, and Shiragani is reaching out to her, and it's like uh, a, a very well done parody of everything. There's also this very good bit where uh, Fujiwara like is wearing a bald cap the entire time, and once like Shiragani and uh, Shinomiya are like in that embrace or whatever, it like cuts back to her with. Ishigami and Hayasaka, and she just like starts taking off the bald cap. <laughs> it's like a very well done little segment, mm-hmm. and then it just cuts to whole end of that is just like a Shiragani daydream, I guess. But it's the, him with Kaguya in like uh, fucking street clothes, and I'm like, yo, this is the hardest I've pugged so far about this show because I like that as a possibility. I I just saw that, yeah. I just watched it all. That's very good. I'm, I'm surprised I was able to talk through the ED like that. <laughs> but no, like, uh, I'm so glad that it's still able to keep up the writing consistency. Because with a comedy like yeah. this, it is so easy to mess up that flow after a while. Like, science fell in love, so I tried to study it or whatever. Has the second Hell season yeah. out uh, this yeah. season as well? Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know what the level of that is going to be because i kind of mm-hmm. dipped out of the first season too because i'm going to just like uh, me as well not I, too I sure about it. this no that's fair that's totally fair yeah i think it's like cute but it's like i get it's like the... i'll never be like like laughing oh again, yeah you know like that it's, that type it's of absolutely vibe. like one the one joke stretched out yeah um, whereas yeah i think <laughs> god like the ending of the first episode where the the whole last segment is Ishigama going uh, minor sexism moments. I I love him. He's a little shit. I'm not gonna <laughs> my my Discord king, my Discord loving <laughs> king. <laughs> the face of someone who recognizes lines okay, but Discord's kind of better. And everyone shuts him out. <laughs> um, it's true. 
I would do that. Gets emasculated by Fujiwara, and then that leads into a whole arm wrestling competition. End of the segment, it's Fujiwara versus Ishigami. You see the beginning of it. Cut to the credits that showcase the opening. Cut back to that scene. Ishigami hits, like, gets her ASAP, and it's just, like, this great burst of chaos right into a hard cut at the end of the episode. Like... The comedic timing is so spot on, and I'm really glad that it keeps it going. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I was talking about this with my girlfriend, but I think that this, the, the successes of Kaguya come from a thing that I complain about with all romance stuff is how insane they act all the time, right? And how, like, there's this, like, fixation on a... Getting into a relationship is the end goal, or whatever, right, of the of the series... And then everyone's just being insane the whole time, but it's treated as normal in most shows. But like here, it's I think it succeeds so well because like they're like, no, we know these these people are insane. I want to make that clear. Like like they are insane people, and that's how they tell the story. Um, yeah, like I think I think they do a really good job of highlighting like romance and love makes us all do very silly, very stupid things, and it's like yeah, yeah let's just extend this to like how everyone is you know like (sighs) but i think like 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 the way that they focus on like how neurotic those two specifically are compared to like everyone else because there's like there's that normal couple who's already dating right and then everyone like hayasaka is like what the hell's wrong with them all because it's also like like a very good satire of just like higher echelons of society or whatever we're literally like it it is i'm glad that in the first season, they definitely pinpointed on that a lot as, like, the establishing thing. Like, here in this upper society, to confess your love is the first admission of defeat or whatever. They're doing less telling, and it's just immediately showing at this point. Because everyone else has kind of become more normal. Like, yeah, Ishigami is an asshole, but to an extent where, hell, he had that whole arc in the second season where he at least got, like... Yeah, no, it it makes sense. And you at least recognize more people as people. Really well done set of events there. Fujiwara is an asshole in a way that is very, like, it's just very smart. It's, it's, It's standard. Yeah, like, I think, like, it makes sense for her to be like that. Like, that is a type of person, you know? Yeah, like, no, th- that is such a type of person. Like, everyone has <laughs> all these multi, like, multiple layers to each other. Everyone does. But also it's the fact that of everybody there, Shinomiya and Shirogani are the two people that are so, like, uh, entrenched in this idea that I have to be this specific kind of way. That everyone else is starting to just be like, alright, yeah, like, keep it going. Aside from Ino, who is also just a complete idiot in a... <laughs> the way that freshmen are, the way that impressionable freshmen are when they have to work in a student council with their seniors, like it, it just all no, works. It's, it's a, yeah, it all works really well. Um, not to go back too far, but like, like I think that the thing that you say about it could have just been the one bit, in it, but it's not, is a is something that I think some other successful shows and unsuccessful shows that we'll talk about later like that that's kind of a, a big thing in comedy series is do you dedicate yourself fully like your boy coming 
Or are you like, I'm going to just keep making this joke over and over again. Like, like a show none of us watched, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. If you did, it's fine. But the one where it's like the, the, the evil healer girl or whatever, right? Oh, um, another like dark skin fetish show, that one? Yeah, that one. Isn't it great? Don't you love to see it? <sighs> I mean, hey, um, uh, love representation in my anime. Yeah, do you like to for it to always be a specific role? Uh, uh, I love to have no non. Specific, I, I love uh, to have people in my anime that are just nondescriptly tan. I, I love it when a character is just tan. <laughs> uh, Was that in lowercase or uh, uppercase? Letters? More like a bold. Mm-hmm, with space yeah, brackets between. with yeah. the bold. Yeah, okay. Trapped in another world. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna make that joke. You you, you need incursive. a little more reverb. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me a vine boom every time I say <laughs> tan. <laughs> um But yeah, um There's just a lot of series out there where I'm trying to think of what's a good example from the past even that we've talked about, but like it just feels like at a certain point it's like so you had enough for a draft to this magazine. You had enough for a pitch. And then they accepted you and you're like, "All right. <laughs> that that's my story, <laughs> right? Like it's just going to be this over and over again." Like cool, you gave us your tight 5, but can you handle a headliner? Do you do yeah. you think that your good tight 5 is going to lead you to an hour long special? Because those are two very disparate things. Mm-hmm. Um, John, I was going to ask. So you've you Demon Girl Next Door. How much of this have you seen? Like two or three episodes. Okay, okay. What do you think? I'm on season two, which has oh, just yes. started yes. this season. You've been, you've been kept up with it. Um, Wheels is the one who put me onto this. Wheels apparently fucking loves this show so um yes we're we're allies yes, in this yes as you are in many things um i did check it out um it's it's, it's very funny it's very very funny um I, I have such such a hard time talking about comedy because i just want to go like oh it made me laugh um, yeah i get you it is very funny though it's it's very fun the um you know it, it's it's just mostly little jokes about the character about the main girl being very um very much a complete and total mess unfortunate very unfortunate <laughs> yes very unfortunate girl um but it keeps itself going it keeps itself having fun and so I, I i definitely appreciate what i saw um the thing that about that series is um i was going to say the same thing that i said for kaguya where it's like it just keeps going basically for season two where season two picks up because it picks up literally right where season one ends Mm -hmm. and it just keeps going like it never stopped Mm -hmm. um which is something i really appreciate because with that show in particular i think i think it's good the whole time but i think it really finds its stride and consistency after like the first six episodes or so Mm. um where they start to really cement like okay we're done introducing all these concepts to an extent now we can just start having these characters like relationship bounce off of each other 
Um, and it works really well. And it's continues with as they introduce more characters in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it, it really is, it's an anime where if you want to see a short queen suffer, I think, <laughs> to an extent, but not if you're like, but not if you're like a sicko, right? Like, it's not like, wow, that was, I, I'm like, I want to see her in pain. It's like, you just want to see her, like, do something really embarrassing mm-hmm. accidentally, or do you want to see her spend all of her money on soda and then have to find a way home stuff like that yeah. just like it's it's um it's cutesy it's cutesy it's very cute um, yes is what it comes down to i think um but yeah i've i've been very glad that i cannot believe that got a season two i think when when it, season two got announced me and wheels were like blown away because <laughs> It's it doesn't it's not a high budget series you know no. they put work into it's it. It's simple. Um, that was something, yeah, that was something with Kaguya that I was thinking is like how they've managed to contain, uh, keep going with that level of quality mm-hmm. that they um, that they had for the first two seasons. Um, just the way that they play with the um, animation and everything, I think, is uh, really successful and. Machikado does its best uh, mm-hmm. with that, but it's very clear, like you know, that they're they're not operating on like a crazy high a budgetary level. Yes, um, but it's cute, and we need more stuff like this. I think I would love to see more stuff like this. The Hatori Bochis, you know, that's what I always think of when I think of this uh, Hatori Bochi, because they operate a very similar space of like these simplistic uh, gag manga basically with like a specific concept but they they really go with it mm-hmm. they really go with it um, i had also watched which those, i think um, first two episodes and oh you did yeah, too yeah I, I think from what i can tell so far a lot of the comp like the way that the comedy works surprisingly well and i want to watch more to see if this holds up it's the fact that uh, momo the magical girl is just miles ahead of where um, our demon girl protagonist is. And so, like, it is very much a Bugs Bunny to Daffy Duck dynamic. And also, like, if Bugs was gayer about it. <laughs> In a way where it's like, it were like, God, that episode where it's like, oh, you want to train, right? Well, I mean, we might as well run these miles because you probably got to get more into it <laughs> it's such a nonchalant nudging especially for someone so hot-headed that like of course they're gonna follow along with it and so i i like that a lot of the comedy is just you know that you know exactly the, the moment that you start thinking exactly where momo is that's where the show wants you to be at and mm-hmm. then the result is ultimately just going like all right we're gonna see where we're gonna see where this goes we're gonna see how like already knowing what the bit more or less is going to be and just expecting the payoff of it, which is a very good yeah. bond of anticipation. I think as it continues to go, they find more to explore. Um, and, and definitely as Momo's character develops and it becomes much more like, Oh fuck, I'm gay type thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it works really well. Um, also shout out to the, dub, like I think, um, Oh yeah. Casting Bien Fu as the fucking demon girl 
<laughs> oh my god, I didn't know that. It's literally like seconds in during the first yelling, I'm like, oh, I, I've heard this motherfucker before. He... <laughs> <laughs> You're fine with seeing with hearing the suffering if it's from this voice. Yeah, no, I'm half expecting like I'm half expecting you to just go BN <laughs> after being tormented. <laughs> Once again, tormented by a pink lady. That's true. That's so sad. Imagine being typecast as someone getting tormented by a pink woman. <laughs> it's such a very specific <laughs> typecast. So this is my this is my hole. It was made for someone's <laughs> got to do it for all of us at home. I'm saluting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> salute our fallen soldiers. <laughs> We honor real heroes up. in this podcast. <laughs> um, so I, I will I will talk about the show that I really want to talk about after this real quick. But I wanted to say, um, so my book Isekai is back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ascendance of a Bookworm. And uh, they did two different full-length recap episodes because it's been like, a year and a half i think since last season and i've never seen a show do two recaps um but it was it was pretty it was pretty slow pretty easy going but the first episode came out and immediately they are she basically went up and was like hey how do you make uh is your ink oil based to like a, a shopkeeper or something and the shopkeeper was like the hell are you talking about and she was just like well you make your normal inks out of like plants right and they like the dude got like super pissed he's like what the fuck are you doing you don't say that shit out loud like what's wrong with you and um (laughs) this has led into (laughs) this uh that she has to hide at the church the main character Mm -hmm. because the ink uh the ink guild is apparently the mafia of this (laughs) world and they're very mad that she's trying to break guild secrets, mm-hmm. right? She's trying to sell this, um... Sorry, a plane's going over. Um, mm-hmm. Very cinematic. She's trying to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to sell this, um... Uh, or she's, she's trying to make her own oil-based ink, right? Yeah. So then they just get really mad. And then they're, like, going to... They're gonna fucking get her ass. So she has to hide at the church. <laughs> Because it's a, Fucking you know, it's a, it's a distinct political ink. Yeah. But it's just like, it's really funny because the head of the ink guild is like this big muscle guy and he's like, oh, we'll get her. I mean, Don't does worry. it, it relates though back to like the whole thing of like withhold, the society's withholding literacy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It just goes back to that. Because it's, it's a like, religious society. Yeah, yeah. 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 And like ink is probably like legitimately rare and precious to produce whatever or. But it's not that it's oh. the artificial, right? That that's um, what it's getting into mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. because of the nature oh, of why? like well, <laughs> books are for nobility, right. and yeah. these these have to be specific things. Like someone even says to her because she's already made a book at this point. They're like, no, that's not a that's not a real book. A real <laughs> book has a leather co- right. a leather cover with yeah. diamond encrusted, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what's it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it, I think when it. I'm interested to see where the season goes specifically because this notion of like exploring more and more like the first book she made first of all is like basically Veggie Tales yeah. <laughs> to an extent like it it is 
she made like little characters to explain the bible of this <laughs> she world basically bible for children. yeah great <laughs> and um i think like with the way that this is set up like i, I i'm very interested to see how because i know that this is part two of the story now mm. this season starts part two and there's three parts to the books oh. or something and they each have like a different focus so like the first part was just like hey he, she's a kid Setting and up. what is the society like yeah. and then part two they've established now like that there's like people fighting there is danger giant monsters yeah. and stuff <laughs> like out there and stuff but like in a really yeah it's it's interesting it's interesting um I'm really curious to see where part two will go and like what the ultimate like thesis of this is. Cause I thought it was interesting to explore like, Hey, like this is what the class divide really stickly was like in the middle ages. Like this is the type of stuff they had a society. It wasn't just people in like little hamlets dying. There were apartment buildings, basically like stuff like this, like really discussing like what it would be like to live in this period. And then, I want to see how that goes with them being like, and how do you like deal with religion as the government mm -hmm. um, and where that goes. And uh, I think it has its head on straight with just at least expressing that like all the main antagonists that have been like against anything have been old, old people, <laughs> have been old people just in general, like anyone over the age of like 50 mm -hmm. And then anyone else is very much like, no, we're just doing this because that old guy's making us do it, mm -hmm. which is, you know, uh, mm -hmm. society. society. We live in a society. That, yeah, when you're talking about the Ink Mafia, uh, it, that's funny. <laughs> uh, but also, yeah, <laughs> just something about it, that. Uh, just the image of it. I have no idea what they look like. You did say yeah. one guy looks like, but They're like, just like big guys. Yeah, so it's like a big guy like wearing normal peasant clothes <laughs> or whatever. Like, oh, He's got, like, oh, again. Yeah. A stash somewhere. Uh, no, but it, that did remind me, like, similarly, um, how Witch Hat Adelaide is a, um, an anime adaptation, apparently. Yeah, it and is. And that's exciting. And, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, like, it very much kind of does explore to similar themes where magic, in this case, is kind of like the stand-in for reading. Um, you know, in the first volume, you know, I'm not spoiling anything. And I'm not that caught up, actually, with, like, what, you know, I have to catch up, actually. I don't know what's going on recently. But um, the, it, it already opens up saying, hey, this is a world of magic. Um, and the main character who like, oh, I always wanted to do magic. And then her mom who like, again, they're like working class people. She's very much focused like, uh, no, we gotta, you know, good do what we, what we do, gotta do to survive, etc. Um, you know, stop getting these silly ideas out of her head. Um, and you, you know, despite that, you know, she's very like, it, like fascinated by that world. And, you know, I want to be a magic user. How do I get, how, how does that happen? I wish, you know, and, and like the way society treats it is that like, oh, um, people will have to inherit that it's like a genetic thing you, you you can't just do magic like yeah it has to be something that you inherited um but then she quickly finds out no that's not the case like some sort of accident uh catalyzes her finding it out and then that's now how she's gotten into that world trying to learn magic and being apprenticed by someone right and like working with these other girls um and essentially magic is done through like calligraphy through writing through like writing these glyphs and it's a whole thing where they already explain, again, all within the beginning of the story, like, yeah, they withheld knowledge of magic from, like, society for several generations to the point where people would forget where magic originally came from or how it's done because of, again, the whole issue of fears that the masses will abuse it. And, you know, like, like, like leadership citing, like, hey, people, like, have committed atrocities because of magic or have done things taboo because of magic. So, like, 
we we should take it away from people because we don't trust them. You know, it's, it's like, so again, similarly, I, I quite like what I've been hearing about <laughs> Buki Sekai. Even though, like, I don't think I honestly will go back into it personally. I don't know, it's just because it's like at a point where I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be really long, huh? Um, but I'm glad to hear uh-huh. good things about it where it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's trying to explore those similar conversations over like with the, withholding the truth and knowledge and, you know, the, tr- the balance of like trusting the masses with like, Hey, good thing. You know, even though horrible things can come out, there's going to be bad people that will take advantage of this stuff. But then also it's like holding back progress. It's holding back good things. Right. Um, I quite like that. I quite like that. Yeah, so far it's still consistent with it being different, and it's not falling into the tropes again of like the issue of what Isekai has been doing. And again, and yeah. again, and again, just from the basic premise of it being Isekai, like she, her, her, her role being from a different world and her remembering who she was, like, is still relevant. Like that's, um, that's important. That's like a big thing that like emulate tons of titles just mis- make a misstep and just for some reason. Uh, begs the question of like why is this an easy guy like why yeah unless it's of course for the other issue like oh them being from earth or like them being a human it it, it ties into them being prodigal or like makes them super powered for no reason it's like that that, at that point that's pure fantasy escapist um you know drivel um but you know glad to hear that you know there's this seems to be like building up to something like actually thought out uh (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear if she choke a force holds someone like like force chokes. I know again. Like, they she showed when they showed that in the recap. I was <laughs> popping off all over again when she force chokes that old man. Like, that um, was such a moment of like, man, what the fuck is going on? Like, time, the boomer's time is, just is up. Easy going. Like, she, she's, yeah, she's got me. <laughs> I think both of these seasons have actually done something similar, where it's like they do a good job of like progressing to the next stage of things by like having a big thing happen that you don't expect to happen like that like like for the first one it was like it was yeah she she's like just doing (laughs) yet another gambit or whatever and then like she might they're like oh i hate poor people but she yeah she might kill (laughs) and then like the second one establishing like oh there are knights who like actually do stuff in this world and like there's a reason for like the religion and stuff and Mm -hmm. why people believe in it right it seems like like a good progression of world building too it's just not vomiting yeah absolutely and it doesn't feel like because why would she have known right right, about like all of this right and then uh, the way you describe it it definitely seems like whenever they introduce something new it feels natural it doesn't feel like it came out and I was like yeah. oh we got a new story. like no it feels very much like we there's are discovering precedent. things precedent, with this girl because yeah. like she's also a child and like that's kind of justifying why she's not yet like in, in constant turmoil yet like again because like of the of her appearance being a child but also like to you know to both her advantage and disadvantage so like that's yeah again that's pretty cool I'm, I'm glad that that I'm also hearing from other people who again like don't like who again also re- totally repulsed by Isekai or like don't even watch anime that much that they're into this series too and that's like cool to hear um yeah i've heard that as mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. um because it's just well made like it's like the same thing i say with log horizon it's like people like things that actually care about their subject like, matter <laughs> i think like like oh this writer knows what they're talking about so they're writing yeah exactly so they're going off like they know like how hard would it be to make a pizza in england in the, in the 14th century well let's find out like you know um yeah, it's great. I'm, I, I'm so glad to have it back because I have been in the isekai dredges the last <laughs> couple years that this is just like, yes, this is why I can derive some worth from the genre. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, um, I didn't want to put it off anymore. Uh, who, who, have we all seen your boy Kong Ming? Have we all I seen it? I have not. I have not. You have not? I have not. Wow. It is something on my list, though. LV, it's so fucking good. Oh, I, 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 I'm sure. I, I can tell. Uh, <laughs> that song, <laughs> well, it is, it's like, oh. Everything about mm-hmm. it, it's, um, like, going into this, I was really expecting, like, as we were talking about earlier, a one-bit thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, like, but it is a one-bit thing, but they are so committed to it. Mm-hmm. They're, like, we are going to do everything <coughs> in service of this bit, and right. it, it fucking rules. Uh, if you haven't seen the series, it's about, um, Kong Ming, uh, I can never pronounce Zhu his Zhu other Lang. name, but... Judy Lang. Okay. Um, he's, uh, he's in fake go. He, he's waver and fake go <laughs> uh, for all the fate heads out there. Um, but he is, you know, a Chinese tactician from romance of the three kingdoms. And, uh, he gets re quote unquote, to an extent to the modern era. And he decides that he is going to help this girl, this young woman, uh, become, a famous singer and it is so insane (laughs) consistently he comes across her singing Uh, and he is so enraptured by her singing he's just like your voice can save the world i dreamed of peace through war but now i see that we can make peace through your music that is that is what he says yeah and it's really good. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to talk about this a little, John? Uh, sure. I mean, it's, so far it has been, again, like you said, pretty one note. But just how strong it plays that note is very effective. Um, I'm sure that if you are a Three Kingdoms nerd, you could probably you might get a little bit more out of it. But I think they do. A yeah, good, I am to an extent. But I think they do a good job, like explaining the different like tactics that he used and all the different like ways that they go over all the you know because because they're, they're just like taking like things that he did in the three kingdoms and then like putting them into a quote-unquote real life situation where um one of the early ones is they talk about how he used like these stone pillars to um get an enemy army lost without like really creating like a full maze just like disorienting them in the desert and so he does the same thing by setting up christmas trees in a room and making it so everyone keeps constantly getting lost and like walking over to the bathrooms instead of walking to the exit and so they get creating fire hazards freaking fire he sure did do that but it it keeps people in the room long enough to hear her sing and then they realize that she's good and then they start following her on instagram and you know it's just they're they're they're, it's cute about it you you should you can't think about it too hard because yeah he's definitely not being ethical he's not being morally sound in this regard um but hey all's fair but he doesn't need to be all's fair in love war and uh, i guess music marketing <laughs> dude listen the entertainment district the entertainment business overall is a up and down mm-hmm. from little little i know about it <laughs> so like way 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 back when we previewed a bunch of the shows happening just from the description i had said this felt like something 
This felt like the thing I wanted those Snow White notes to be. Someone mm-hmm. from a completely... Yeah, right, I remember you saying. Like, a completely separate position, or, like, just a very, like, specific perpendicularity to... That's not a word. But just, like... <laughs> I get parallel. Yeah, the Shibuya nightlife scene, and the way that it sort of, like, exists. Just bring this wrench into it, and create something completely different. And it's still surprising me overall, but I think it really does still stick to that ethos of just, like... It's very funny to me the way that it's just like, you know, he shows up because he assumes like, oh, I guess I'm in hell. I've died and I've gone yeah. to hell. He's in fucking the middle of Tokyo in on like Halloween night. Immediately gets accosted by two guys. It's like, bro, drink this tequila. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, this is a punishment. He's just like, God. my throat. I, I will simply endure my tortures here in hell. And find my way down and then like as soon as he meets eiko and is able or is still lost that night eiko happens upon him after she like closes up at the bar she works at and is like ah dude you're fucking drunk but then he's just like oh that beautiful voice i can't believe i heard it and like she helps him out literally takes four hours to get him more or less up to speed at least with using a smartphone. Because it's like, you know, the box standard, oh, what is this peculiar device? A book that uh, carries so much information within it. And she's like, dude, you want some water? Wow, the outside of this vessel for the water is as hollow as a cicada shell. And she's just like, dude, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> yeah. Which has... And we're still like, we're like three episodes in and no one is, is like willing to acknowledge that he's like on the level still. They're just like, yeah, we just accept that this guy is insane. Well, the basically. boss is like actually the only one because of the fact that the boss of this He's bar, like starting to get there. Yeah. The boss of the bar hires him particularly because he's a huge three kingdoms nerd and is like, all right, so when you executed this one uh, member of your army, why did you do it? And it's like this very like heartfelt moment where he's just like, at that moment I needed to do something. It was a careless mistake in the moment of war, and I had to still carry it on because we have a specific code that we wanted to follow or whatever. And just is like oh dude that totally sounds like kong ming oh you're hired <laughs> yeah you're, you're cool as hell C- cut to like a fucking other scene in that same episode where kong ming starts talking about like something you literally see the boss run over because he's just like are you talking right, about yeah the you three guys kingdoms? are talking about the three kingdoms <laughs> God, yeah it rules it, it rules and it's just like one i, I think it does work that like you at least have the presentation of someone like you present Kong Ming in a very positive light as someone that is just very accommodating, wants to get to know people as his as is his status as a tactician, someone who likes to gather information and knowledge in order to develop uh, sound strategies for whoever he is serving, but also. You know, surprisingly, there is also, like, just a very specific heart that comes to this show between, you know, Eiko being someone that is very much just, like, you know, we learned immediately in that first episode, music is the thing that basically saved her from just 
uh, taking her own life. And with the help of the boss, literally just being like, dude, come to this show. I'm not going to have you off yourself while I'm out and about. So at least come by and stick around for this. Oh shit, you know, maybe I want to get into this music business. I don't know if this is for me. And Kong being the person to just sort of be like, I need you to have this confidence. In the third episode, so, you know, the second episode, like, oh, I got booked for this show. I'm right head-to-head with the headliner. I don't think people are going to come see me. Kong Ming to the rescue. Episode three, oh, I'm at this festival now. I didn't realize I was going to be at a festival, but I'm also playing right across from a very up-and-coming indie band. Kong Ming to the rescue, and specifically in a way where it's like, Nah, like, she's humble. Humility is a good thing. But her sense of self-worth could be better. So hopefully these victories will lead her into that and have more confidence. And it's like... God. Everybody needs a Kong Ming. (laughs) Yeah, for real, though. (laughs) Like... Just a hype man. A hype man who also just happens to know the best way to make sure that your career will skyrocket... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and also like a surprising sense of just there is a specific level of compassion to the reality that Kong Ming has found himself in mm-hmm. where it's like on his wiki page he's like oh I can just look up the rest of what happened and it's like fuck everybody I knew died and then we kind of just had more wars after that yeah and you know, cut to Echo just like sort of singing out, like singing a song, and he's just like, "Shit, I'm feel, I'm in my feelings right now." And here, like, I don't know, like the reverse isekai trope right now is so underutilized, but I think it definitely this shows that there's still a lot of potential for a show like that, and I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's care being it's again clear that they care about the subject matter they care about like the three kingdoms stuff in a way that they want to explore like this isn't just them writing a draft they have like ideas they want to express and feelings and con like things they have thought about this specific character it's, you know they just yeah they picked a, a guy to like basically and they were like god i want i want everyone to know how cool this guy is it's that and also being just like very aware enough about the way that the music industry can work like by the end of episode three, it's still, like, fictionalized in a way, but it's like, oh, we might be seeing, like, a record label picking up Aiko now, and that's gonna, like, catapult her in her own way. I'm sure there's also gonna be a discussion about, um, like, oh, you know, what, what are the pros and cons of being, like, attached to a label? And I'm sure Kaming's gonna do some cool stuff to make sure she somehow gets the most out of it or this past episode it's like you know i noticed that you were using daws and it's like this weird like statement about digitized music or something but then it kind of just loops back around to like you know like you want to make sure you have your purpose for your music so like i want to make sure you don't lose sight of that which i the thing i notice about some music anime is that there's that very weird attachment to what like pure sound is yeah the purity of it all definitely yeah, which i at least appreciate that because we're following 
a nightlife singer, like a pop artist, basically. Someone that wants to become a pop artist who is, like, doing cover songs or is also just, like, super hyped on EDM. There's a very fun bit where it's like, what is that tittle and tattle that's happening in the background? And she's like, dude, like, come on, I like this stuff. And he's like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And, I don't know, like, I, I appreciate that you also get to see Kong Ming, like, adequately put himself in a position where he wants to learn more. Definitely. And they it's it's both of them teaching the other as well, but not in, like, such an overt way. It's very... Well, I guess to an extent, it, it's it is it is her driving Kong Ming's like desire for knowledge, right? Like it's it's driving his like exploratory nature in this modern era towards something more, not like wholesome. That's the wrong word, but you know, like something something more personal. Yeah, or I mean, like ultimately, he is someone that had a very lofty dream and someone that wanted to unify a nation in a way that even in the context of the records of the three kingdoms would be very, very like, there's a reason why that is such a backbone to a lot of current media and just like a narrative that is told because of the way that there is such a humanity to the way it looked at war basically. And the way that just like conflict was created out of this situation. Being very real with oneself, you can't just have him solve the fucking U.S., China, Middle Eastern, Russia. Like, that's that's not going to happen. And at the very least, I'm glad the anime is also like, sorry, dog, you did not show up in a time of peace. But we can at least keep that passion and put it somewhere else. Yeah, I really liked that that was that line in episode two where he says, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad to be in an era of peace or something. And then this, the boss looks at him like, uh, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'm very curious, like, when I finally get into it, that how how would they talk about, you know, like, this is a character This is a character who's based on a historical figure that has been romanticized, you know, and anything from the Three Kingdoms is, has been romanticized. And at this point, even mythologized a lot of times were just outright, like, not true things at all attached to those stories. Um like, if that's going to be, like, touched upon even more, or if it's just going to be a hand wave thing, and that's great. I think that's, like, perfect for the tone of, like, what this show sounds like, and it does not need to comment more on anything else. Like, inherently, if the joke is just, like, okay, here's this silly man that's very displaced from reality. Here's, uh, not reality, but, like, from our reality, our current modern-day reality, and he's just trying to adjust and see how, like, those things actually, you know, are beneficial to the modern characters he's surrounded with, as opposed to he was in war, you know, he's, he's done the, you know, and like, just not just, just avoiding needing to talk about that. Like, uh, if it's very surface level, I think that like is right for like, this is good, you know? Um, and I'm sure like, there's a lot of things I have to be careful about. Yeah. yeah. But like, that, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's good. Like if there's a balance where it's appropriate, then like, you know, then like it works. There is the part where uh, you know he he makes peace and uh, with the with the indie band that she was mm-hmm. he- that she was uh, up against uh, in the in the third episode, and then when they when they're all like oh yeah no that was that was really cool of you to to f- figure things out amicably and he just goes like well I'm just happy that we're in a peaceful time now because if <laughs> it was back back in my time I would have had to cut their heads off and show them off on stage. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. No, he's just like, real talk, if I gotta throw hands, I'm gonna throw hands. <laughs> That's good. What, I mean, hey, he lived in a time of war. He literally in a time of like, just... You gotta, like, gotta do what you gotta do. Which also like, again, because of the fact that it's literally not that, he does have these moments of just like, you know, I was so wrapped up in my like, focus as a tactician that what I assumed was going to be just another party was actually um, a celebration of men who were going to lose their lives. And I wasn't there in the moment, mm. only in the aftermath. So, mm. you know, um, in, in that episode, he's like, oh, make something out of nothing. You know, we'll pretend that there's an issue, but actually, like, we planned for this timing. But then also, like, looks at that, or talks to the uh, boss and says, like, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's like, even the small things you'll learn to appreciate. And I think that really, I don't know, again, it, it just makes Kong Ming a cool guy. And this whole anime is just about, what if you were friends with Kong Ming? And it's like, <laughs> I would love that. It's perfect idealization. Yeah, this is the perfect thing to ask. Kong Ming it's, would get a me a job, everyone should ask. make me a streamer, and I would feel very happy about myself. It really struck me like the power of a, of someone with extreme confidence and no mental illness. Just what could he do? Anything. He could fix me. <laughs> he could. He, he, he could fix anything. Um, yeah, it's 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 a good fucking show. Highly recommend it. Fantastic opening, as we hinted at. Uh, the ED really also rocks stuff because it's fucking Kibun Jojo. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I showed it to really a few good. friends, and like as soon as they hear, like one of them was on the call, and they were just like, "Oh shit!" And I'm just like, "Yep." God. Um, and also, get the OP, same BPM as Danza Kuduro. Yes. Uh, I really... Okay, I'm going to move on to the next thing, not to keep going on comedy, but the thing I really liked about, like, it, as you said, like, an awareness of the music industry, I also just liked the little bit they talked about with the BPM, right? Like, that, just that one-off talking, it reminded me of my favorite parts of Monogatari or when they explained some insane like specific thing that's common knowledge for anyone who knows something about this thing or whatever like very casually and i it's just it's really interesting to see yeah like no, like oh right yeah like how bpm works fucking, like, the time that i've just become a regular at a bar i realized no i can't be a bartender because i don't know how to set the vibe of a playlist uh-huh and that is so crucial to that kind of like uh, knowing how to set a proper vibe is so crucial to the entertainment district to the entertainment mm -hmm. business overall. So, like, yeah, they... Well research, well done research. Yeah. Um, LV, speaking of well done research, yes. well done making it through Platinum End. I'm sorry I, I made put you off last time <laughs> talking about it, but... <laughs> It's fine. I'm, it is over. It's over. I'm you more. I'm more. I'm more distant from it. I'm less angry about it. I'm still very angry at this series existing <laughs> at all. Um, <laughs> this is the. Um, 
uh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in recent years. Like legitimately, <laughs> oh, I'm not. I God, I probably man. have said I probably have said things about that and like other things. I probably I I probably have said that to describe a Geki doll. Like you know, Geki doll was really bad. Like oh, you know, Geki doll. Yeah, but this is just this was really bad. Like you know, and Geki doll was coming from a place of like they were trying to make something new and original, and I think Geki doll was a result of like all these horrible like just horrible mismanagement and just just. Just, just hastiness, you know, just, just overall, the clear evidence that here's an idea that we did not take the time to think about and, like, you know, meditate on. Platinum End is the product of, like, a writer you should, tr- like, you know, like, a, a pair of creators you should trust. Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put it on, um, and I keep mixing up their names because, uh, let me double check, because their names sound similar. I'm not gonna put it on Oba, who is simply... No, Obata, sorry. Obata, who has simply drawn this series, which, again, I don't know how much of his involvement is when he writes, um, you know, like, when it came to things like Death Note, etc. But the duo of, you know, Sugumi Oba and uh, Takashi Obata, who, again, famously have worked together for both um, uh, Death Note and Bakuman together, you know, like, they've consistently worked together. And then they come up with this. This is their most recent thing in between all that, you know, after all of that. And it's just, like, you would think, like, with that, like, history of work, it's like, oh, okay, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be something solid. It's not. It's not good at all. It's far worse than bad somehow. Like, it just manages, you know, and again, just to reiterate a, a quick summation of what the premise of the series is, it's a death game series. It is a death game series where a bunch of these people um, are drawn to it, like, unknowingly because they are all, like, in... And again, where a lot of these second things like seem to revolve around people with like horrible issues going on. Um, you know, the main character who who was about to kill himself, um, he's stopped by an angel, and that's how he gets tied in. You know, all these all the contestants of this death game um, have like some sort of angel uh, side character that helps him on their thing, and they all get like these powers where they control these arrows either to like mind control someone or hurt someone. You know, um, and and it's a poorly designed. I don't know. It's a poorly. It's a poorly designed get de- death game. It's not thought out. All the powers over what the contestants can do can keep changing. They're not consistent. I uh, the first half of the series. And and to, re- to just reiterate, the series has twenty four ass episodes. Like twenty four ass episodes somehow. Oh uh, just give into it when other series should deserve far more. And then this series got twenty four episodes. I had to do it. So yeah, the first half was very different from the second half, which ultimately I felt like the second half was stronger, but still fucking sucked. Um, and actually focused more on the deck game as- aspect. And the first one felt more like them trying to recreate the mystery thing they were doing with Death Note, and that failed too. Um. Oh, well, all in all, it sucks. Like, every character was very shallow, felt like a very bad archetype. I felt like there were so many things to this series that was making fun of mental illness, and that was, like, the worst thing about it, where, you know, you kind of have the uh, character of the day, you know, kind of like, like frame like a monster of the week thing, where, like, you know, the main characters are trying to figure out who are the other candidates of this deck game. We have to get them before they get us, right? You know, one of the characters was born in, like, an abusive fucked up like household like you know his appearance is not great like you know he admittedly doesn't look good he is ugly and there's a whole thing where he does bad things because of that like he gets at some point like he's able to get plastic surgery but he still continues to have like all these insecurities and i just felt like the way they framed that story was just messed up and really put like you know like real people in a situation like that in a bad light even though it was trying to like 
it was trying to like po pose like a present a sympathetic story being like yeah society did this to him etc but it was still like they made this character look bad they made this character like look awful and they and the series does that with all these other characters who like clearly are supposed to be stand-ins for various forms of like mental illness or deviancy um the most deranged thing that has happened uh was like one character basically invented covid um and i'm not just and i know that's like i'm not saying that literally but it was just like you basically invented covid then um but you're just saying that with the times like we were in a pandemic and she basically was trying she basically just like wanted to she basically invented this airborne pathogen that will just kill everyone just because why not uh but yeah just tons of characters like that characters that felt like st like awful stereotypes and very shallow like j different variations of the joker essentially that just were like crazy because they were crazy <laughs> um this like felt like this like there was just no thought put into the series at all even worse like the way it ended the way the platinum end ended um um entirely banked on you know to kind of like kind of link back to what happened with maji record it did far worse than that. This was like a nihil this is a nihilistic series from like like had to, you know like ground up to the finish. Like I am someone who's like an optimistic person and I'm just very like anti-nihilist. I am just very much like not about like that kind of like energy. I'm like come on, you know, this is this, like it's just that's just like to the, like to to my core. Like I can't agree with that stuff and can't have a trouble like processing a perspective like that. And so, yeah. so, like, so then watching something like this that I realized slowly was, like, going in a direction was, like, ooh, okay. Um, so that's kind of also where I'm coming from. But the way it ends is that, um, so they're competing in this deck game because whoever wins will become the next god. Like, just god-god, I guess. Um, right. And that's why there's angels. Like, there's, like, yeah, there's, like, all this Catholic imagery that they just kind of, like... Like Definitely. sure, um, sure. Like there's all this kind of like energy, like like, but also it manages to be like a militant atheist show at the same time. Like I don't know what's going on. Like <laughs> at some point, Death there's like note again. That's fair. Yeah, it's just like what. <laughs> it's one of those. Um, at some point they re they reveal the real intent. So so the first arc they 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 get rid of like okay the worst person. They get rid of like someone who seems to be anta the antagonist trying to kill everyone because. The core issue is, like, they were not just trying to, like, get rid of the contestants, but they were just trying to hurt, like, regular people, like, who are not involved in the game whatsoever. So, like, okay, they dealt with that issue, whatever. First arc. Second arc, they discover, um, there's, like, the ramifications that they find out there's, like, kids who are death candidates, so that was, like, weird. Um, and then they meanwhile find, um, one of the main antagonists for this arc was this intelligent, like, quote-unquote, intelligent, like, professor academic person who turns out to be someone who is, like, another person trying to sabotage the game, and it's going to involve, like, other people not, you know, all that. So he's, like, the antagonist. And he's just, like, a walking stereotype of, like, the atheism subreddit. Because uh, <laughs> every time he shows in the episode, like, an episode, he's just ranting about, like, you know, like, God is dead or something, you know, something like that. And, like, God, like, that was most of the series. That was the problem. Like, every episode felt like uh -huh. it was just, you know, we have this character that's, like, a stereotype, and then they're just expositing out, like, like a rant they're just going on a tangent that is literally every episode i felt like it really felt like the worst parts of the second half of death note where that's just kind of what the series like fell into because i was going to compare yeah it to so that. like yeah, you know once like, the more interesting characters no. are gone which similar thing has happened here like the first half of the series had like 
they were like my favorite characters because they're the most normal people in the series who are very much just like oh okay who they my best way to describe them is they were basically like junpei and <laughs> from persona and his and Hanukkah. Uh-huh. i was like wow that's great i love it and then he just dies he just dies because he was trying to sacrifice himself for other people or something that like to that effect and it was all futile anyway as i will get into but it just got worse from there it just got worse but yeah every episode felt like a mouthpiece for um Sugumi Oba to just rant how he fucking hates everyone and is spiteful of his fans, I guess. It just it just felt like it just felt like that. And the way it fucking ends is that the person who gets the god throne, uh, who gets the god title, is the suicidal teenager. And he just ends up like realizing I he's still depressed though as God, and he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. So he decides to get rid of his like existence. It's like, oh, okay, that's kind of like, oh, what Normal. are yeah, what are you so what are you saying? Yeah, again, a lot of questionable statements by the implications of a lot of actions of these characters here. Like, okay, ugly people are just doomed to be do evil things because they're ugly, and people who are suicidal are like just going to be that way. We can't do anything about saving it, whatever. Um, and in doing so, like. He ends up, like, also, you know, as God, he ended up erasing heaven. So all the angels are like, damn, Oops. okay, I guess. Yeah. And then, it, be, by doing that, the the world, like, falls apart. People, like, get raptured. People fucking, the world ends, and that's the ending. The ending is the world ends. And it, it all, like, people, like, are just fading away, disappearing into nothingness. And, like, literally the last shot is, like, earth like <laughs> collapsing into darkness and there's no more sound <laughs> and there's no there's like no one to there's no one to speak dialogue so it's just a caption <laughs> and it's like what uh, what was the point of this series? it just feels it's like like, like i realize there are a lot of people drawing similar comparisons in the modern era but it, it, it was really just a big fuck you like, series it's just like what yeah are you doing? I can it think sounds like, like the problems I can think of two mm-hmm. specific pieces of media, Japanese media, where the ending more or less is the world kind of gets fucked up and we just have to sit with that. One of them is by the guy that is now making the new Ultraman movie. Uh-huh. The other one is by the guy that got his series then adapted by Masaki Yuasa. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and this just feels like... This just feels like an attempt to go for a Devil Man or for a End of Evangelion, and it just, just from me hearing it, it just falls so flat. Yeah, it's it's just it it's 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 oh god, it's like to not even the like even the premise of one okay here's a death game, but like the rules of the death game made no sense. They kept making up shit every episode, um, but just at its like core facet, like what it was trying to say. It just sucks too. <laughs> like yeah, it was, it was like it was very much like I'm commenting on society every episode. Here's a here's a core issue I'm gonna explore, and then they all and then and then it didn't matter then because everyone dies at the end. Not even dies. Uh, everyone just like like existence was annihilated. Like it was just like laughing. It was so it, stupid. 
<laughs> it strikes me as a combination of the type of like worldview you would see during Cold War literature. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. Of like this, like, oh, that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. Like this just nihilistic hopelessness born from propaganda mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also a combination of the up its own acidness of Danganronpa V3. Right. Where you are like saying that the people who are consuming this... Like, this is what you want, you sick fucks, right? right? Like, that type <laughs> like, of... I don't know what's going... Like... Right. I don't know, like, what's going on in the head of the writer or, like, what... Like, I don't know... What is this? This is a post-death note, like, disdain for your fans. Like, I... <laughs> and I don't want to assume badly. Again, like, I don't, I don't know much about, uh, you know, Tsugumi Oba, to be quite honest. But there were also... Yeah, like I said, there were a lot of weird viewpoints in this series that felt like it was tapping upon like very problematic stuff and problematic socio-political topics that are very current with japan right now again like stuff regarding mental illness and just marginalized groups in general like even though it was trying to like explore like hey we have all these problems in society but it was making light of it it was like presenting them in a way that was not respectful at all just everything about this production was just like just just bad it also was animation quality fucking sucked too like <laughs> everything was bad everything was bad and you got 24 uh-huh. episodes for it you got you, you just just sucks it just sucks really bad show that said that said that said takashi abata is working on something else right now which i'm like i'm probably gonna read this which um i think was called um it's like a manga shoha shoten nothing to do with oba right now so thank god this man is free <laughs> Free to do his beautiful photorealistic art somewhere else, somewhere more lighthearted, you know, back back to like Bakuman vibes. Yeah, and it seems to be this manga about like these two teenage boys that want to be a comedy act and they're, they're doing comedy. So that seems fun. It, it, it seems like it's something that's not at all licensed. Yeah, I just seen people talk about it. Like I've seen people reference this manga because of Platinum Ends, like horrible, dismal thing. Like, hey, if you like the artist, at least you can go check this out. Um, so that's something to look into, but Jesus Christ, this, this, show, this show fucking, I can't even, I have no more words. I'm like, I'm like slurring. It's, <laughs> it's really strange. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really strange to me that this gets made after that Death Note 1 shot. I was shot just going to say, which was okay. Set. Yeah. No, which was I like, oh, like, okay. Yeah. yeah no, like Death Note originally brings up a very solid premise, which ultimately is just like, you know, the society in which someone is able to excel in if that is the only measure with which you can discern the entirety of your morality, then you have to have a conversation about that system and what exactly is important. Because, yeah. you know, it's not just like, oh, light's fucking inherently whatever. Literally bored from the fact that he's too good at shit, so then he questions, can I play God? Right. And a lot of that is like based on like, oh, you know... If I kill people from the prison, then that's fine because they are bad. They are intrinsically bad. If mm-hmm. I like, it, it, it is such a level of like meritocracy and black and white morality that would come from a high schooler on the honor roll, kind of mm-hmm. just waiting for the chance to like find something different. Mm-hmm. Like the equivalent would have been go to America for college and then like. <laughs> you know, get drunk at a bender and then fucking find a Ben Shapiro talk. Right. Right. The, the, yeah, the but... good end of Light, Yag- of Light Yagami. But <laughs> not like with uh, the one shot, it definitely then just presented something different where it's like, you know, 
that same it, it gave thought to all right if we bring things up to speed what's what are things going to look like what would that kind of story look like and i think presents it for the most part pretty well like still a tinge of like um nihilism if only for the fact that it really wants to hammer in nobody can escape from death mm-hmm. but there was I, an aspect to that where it was very self-aware too i think it was very aware of like also what death note was to people yeah and i think it, it did definitely poke fun at this the planet had no self-awareness like i i legitimately feel like everything that has happened in the show was like deliberate and intentional and someone thought yeah this is good this is deep this works despite the fact that this felt like a prototype to probably would have would have been dead it felt like the reverse like what like what happened this is like a regression <laughs> it felt and then we felt very boilerplate in terms of like i'm just throwing things that you know out there and yeah, yeah not to wild. not to project my ideas on or anything but like Really, the vibe that I get from what you've said is what I was saying earlier, where they make a pitch. Yeah. And then they're just like, well, I have to run with this because I'm the Death Note mm-hmm, guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't actually have an interest in expressing mm-hmm. anything meaningful with this. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go on whatever impulse right. I have in my head at the moment right. and express that, which would reflect in the modern issues you say right. it talks about to an extent. Right. But not in any meaningful way, just as like a, a passing thought. Well, this doesn't affect me. Like a light, kind of light, light Yagami. Yeah. Like this is outside of my worldview, so it doesn't even exist. Like it doesn't matter. Right, right. There, I'm going to look at it through the specific I, lines. I, I, yeah, like just more detached from it. It's like I want to see it in two. So there's two different things. There's two different ways I can see it as personally. This is a series that just sucks. It just it just fucking sucks. Or this is a very long game troll, and I think that's brilliant. Like I <laughs> like, <laughs> like holy shit. You really think so? No, no. no I'm, I'm not saying either is correct. The for, the former might be unfortunately the truth that it just sucks. There was just not no thought put into this, and that man has like some problematic viewpoints that need to be like he needs he needs to meditate he needs to look into himself and rethink what you're thinking about people but (laughs) if this was some strange stretched out deliberate attempt at making fun of that mindset incredible genius 10 out 11 out of 10 like you know like i I, sadly i don't think that's the truth (laughs) oh no (laughs) oh gosh depressing it, it was depressing <laughs> but right i like to uh... <laughs> but to talk yeah yeah but to like you know like you know as we were talking about magia record earlier like this that was that that's the same issue as that it's like why did it go that direction but this very much yeah. was like the worser example of it uh. <laughs> like it just fully was that <laughs> more like crap and amend <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you put more thought than he did in the whole series into that one joke right I did. they don't even explain the title they don't even explain the title no one knows what the title means <laughs> it sounds cool it sounds cool yeah i was like the title they came up with the title first or it came they came up with a last there's no way it came up in between uh <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm oh, looking forward damn. to better things after this it's so. Yeah, we'll now. <laughs> please give yourself what was something I... good oh, to look I forward am, to. I am watching. I am watching 
reversed isekai band. I am. I'm looking okay. forward to we're that. Safe. We're safe. <laughs> it'll, it'll be good. <laughs> there actually is a lot that's uh, pretty good this season. Yeah, you uh, yeah. you you have a whole you list. A lot. You have I a whole list. Have what watched, have you watched so far, Maverick? I have watched fourteen different shows. Jeez, <laughs> Jeez Louise. And it is surprising so, that they are actually like pretty solid. Yeah, go go down the list uh, for us. Yeah, do you want to tell us about this? Because I'm interested in about half of these, I'd say. And I'm sure that there's someone else who would cover the other half <laughs> of interest out there in the world. Oh, man. Um, let me see. Where to you tell- start? Or, you know. Could you t- tell me about Birdie Wing? I wanted to kind of hear about that oh my god birdie wing is off the shits in a way that i really enjoy so it takes place in i want to say an alternate reality europe okay and specifically in a europe where there is this underground golf like not blood sport but just like Golf is the thing that is just very much on everyone's mind. And there's an there it's enough that there's an underground scene for it. So we follow this one character, Eve, who is just phenomenal with um just phenomenal with her swing and just has like so much power to her play that, you know, she'll make money for her uh caretaker. The person who's like helped her out in what I assume is a very troubled past. And, you know, she'll go to these underground golf games where it's like, bet you this much money that you can play me in this hole while the trains are coming in and out and that you can't make this hole. She makes the hole because, of course, she does. She has her special techniques, the rainbow bullets. <laughs> that are her fucking, like, uh, powers. Her special golf powers. And... In that first episode, we're uh, she's gonna go just like hustle people at like an official court or at an official uh, pitch just to like get uh, some extra cash. And somebody comes by to like play her because they see her, and she's like, "Okay, how much do you want to pay for this?" And the lady's like, "Oh, I'm not gonna pay you. That would be a uh, you know, golf is a sacred sport, so that would just be <laughs> blasphemous." And this is Aoi Amawashi, the, like, a, a character from Japan who just is, like, the prodigy of two other golfers and is, like, you know, your golf is fun. Her whole bit is, like, she loves to play golf. Nothing can <laughs> throw her off. So, like, her smiles are genuine. But it'll fuck you up the fact that she is kicking your ass and having fun with it. She also has a little Pac-Man on her golf ball. (gasps) Which is very good. She's like, Pakun, do this for me. And then she takes out a really big driver and just fucking hits a ball about the same distance as Eve. And they're like, ah, shit. Alright, you want to go like this? And so they at least play one hole. And they're both like, they're kind of gay for each other already not gonna lie (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. spring 2022 it sees women it's for the women women and (laughs) for the girls yeah (laughs) honestly it's for the girls girl season Mm -hmm. (laughs) girl season um 
And by the end of that episode, um, Eve basically goes to like the golf Yakuza and is like, all right, <laughs> you need to give me an in for whatever tournament Aoi is playing. And like, uh, sure, I'll be indebted to you or whatever, but just give me that much. We'll figure it out. And so whatever's coming up next, um, Aoi and Eve are in the same tournament now. Gonna see where this goes, but it is fucking wild. It it makes me care about golf, and that's quite a feat. It is. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, the best way to do it is to just have this very fucking shonen aspect to it. Just like go off the off the fucking rails with the premise of. Golf is the most important thing in the world right now. Everybody loves golf. People are so nuts about golf that they're going to do underground sports betting to make sure that golf is, like, their lifeblood. And I'm going to say, like, I I think its characterization is also just charming in that kind of an aesthetic. Because it's like, I want to see your golf. What's your golf like? And it's like, sure, fuck it. Like, you're going to do... Mario Golf shit on a very decent production budget. I'm set. <laughs> That's all we need. Literally all Sounds we need. Sounds pretty good. I'll definitely check that out uh, then because I wanted to hear your 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 mark of approval. I want to see if either you or LV were going to watch it basically. <laughs> and then, uh, I was going to go from there. Um, yeah, no. Totally thought it was fine. And, you know, on that similar subject, the, uh, oh, am I seeing an appeal for Aharen-san? Yeah. Aharen-san. She's small. She's so small. She's very small. Yeah. (laughs) So it is of this, not genre, but just like uh, this trend of high school comedy where it's two desk mates uh hmm. messing around you have your tonari no sekikun uh what is it tanaka-san is always listless is the other one i can think of mm-hmm. but there's this an one... aspect you, you know when you mm-hmm. when i see this you know and it, it looks cute otherwise but it still seems like it fits the vein of like pov your 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 high school girlfriend fantasy thing you know what I'm oh, no POV. No POV. <laughs> oh no pov no pov oh no no pov yeah, they actually, no she, she, there's actually characters. There's a. <laughs> there, there is enough of a character. Okay. <laughs> she is not just a fetish. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, fucking. Yena san sure has two characters. <laughs> and uh, you have Raido, literally just one name, Raido. Um, <laughs> okay. Is, like. The thing I'll say about Aharen-san is that it is very cute and definitely knows what niche it wants to play in. It is mid in the positive way that I can say something is like okay. 7 out of 10. <laughs> All right. Like, it's good mid. I was describing it before. The soul's got to have good mid. Hazel, 2022. <laughs> um, but... I had talked about this before uh, recording. Like, I found out that this fucking is on on Fridays, and I'm like, this is a Saturday morning show. This is a show that I put mm-hmm. on when I know that I just don't have anything to do in the morning, because that's the role 
of um that's just its vibe that's just the way that it actually meters out its comedy because mm-hmm. here Rido, whose whole bit is my eyes are kind of pushed in so i kind of look like i'm always frowning oh that's his whole bit uh-huh he just <laughs> looks sad <laughs> take take the thing that made fucking ryu from toradora lessen it <laughs> at least enough to the point where it's like okay we can take a comedy bit out of this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just put him next to the most neutral, like, the most stone-faced girl who also just has the quietest voice. Well, shit. How do I get closer to you? Uh, I'll lean in, I guess. Or just break the barrier of, like, social... Or of just, like, personal space. <laughs> so I can actually just, like, hang out with you. And that's kind of the through line of the first episode where it's, like, these very well-done shots of, like, Aharen just smallest mouth trying to say something but no sound coming out (laughs) and it's like all right that's pretty funny and you know you get like the oh this is my voice i'm a very neutral flat tone character which apparently three fucking say you do i thought that they were all one person that did that (laughs) no there's there i would say there is more than that there's a whole market Which I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Because it's... Like, what are you getting out of... (laughs) It's the fact that this... Aharen-san is also in Shikimori is not just a cutie. In another character, kind of. Like, that that vocal flavor or that vocal cadence pops up so much now that I'm just like... I had to look it up because I'm like, oh no, there are three different voice actors that I can think of that do this kind of a bit. What the fuck? But, um... No, then it's like, oh, you know, you just have to, like, get close to me. Oh, sure, I'll just, like, hop on your back or whatever. Or, like, oh, let's try, like, um... Reverber... Some weird, like... Uh, kinetic reverberation, because that's how sound works. Cut to three separate instances of Aharen <laughs> just headbutting Rido. <laughs> It's dumb. It's definitely the example of we're going to have this one joke and write it for the duration of the season. But there's at least enough there that I'm not, like, bored by it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most recent episode, or the one before this week, introduced another character who was, like, Aharen's, like, best friend, I want to say, like, in middle school. Right. It's like, oh, I can't believe you're hanging out with Raido. He's so scary. I'm going to save you. But I'm also so scared. So I'm going to be far away. Ah. It, it is inoffensive. Mm-hmm. Definitely just an inoffensive series. And sometimes it's what you need. Yeah. Good mid. Good <laughs> mid. Anything else that, like... For now, some... let me look at this. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Um, so I mean, well, no, I, I I've watched that one too. So we'll keep that. Well, I was going to ask. Actually, you you mentioned it. Let's talk talk about. I watched Shikamori's not just a cutie. I, is there only one episode out, or did a second I think one come out? Right now, only one episode. Is that the one with the girlfriend okay. who's like pink? Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, yeah that's just somehow her flaw or like her selling trait for this the premise of the series yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> That's all there is to say about it. <laughs> yeah. What are, you, what are um, your impressions on it, Rose? My impressions on it so far is that it is very one joke yeah. in a way that I want to see more so I can make a judgment call. Yeah. But as of right now, it was like, it was like, listen, I can, I can go. This is great. Like, this is good. I love to see a, a creature of misfortune and have <laughs> someone who wants to take care of that sort of thing. You know, oh, like yeah. I, I can empathize and, um, you know, s- synergize really with that sort of thing. But it's like, will it go anywhere? Will they like be ridiculous like Kaguya is with its biz, right? Like over the top, anything. I don't think it has the budget to do anything amazing based on that one episode. Yeah. I mean, the other part of it too is the fact that this is a show where the main characters, Izumi and Shikimori, are just already a couple. So any kind of tension that you would already lean on for a romantic comedy it's not going that direction but then it's like okay are you gonna do anything similar to my love story which all of its comedy was focused on like these two dumbasses are in love with each other and they are gonna make it everybody's problem it's not a problem they're lovely but um here it's like Izumi is just the most accident-prone motherfucker. Yeah, like, uh, he's had terrible luck his entire life. I liked the bit at the beginning where there's just a timer of just like, (laughs) alright, you're out the door, how long before you fuck yourself up on the way to getting here? God, brief aside, just another bit in Aharen-san where she's also kind of similar to that, where there's a joke. Of just, like, she comes to school fucking beat up and haggard. And Rhoda's like, what happened? And she's like, I couldn't get my contacts in. So I kind of just had to get to school like this. Move. I, or, like, one my, one eye was, like, covered with, like, dirt. I kind of just bumped into everything on my way to school. <laughs> <laughs> this is a similar thing where, like, by the end of the episode, a literal, like, light fixture or, like, a sign just, like, breaks and is gonna fall on izumi before shikimari just like pushes him aside and she's just like what am i gonna do with you and he's just like bro i think like like the the aspect of the relationship that could be interesting that they go into is like his issues of self-worth right like that is that is something to explore in any relationship i think like how he has problems feeling like it's okay for him to be in a relationship when he has all these issues when he's like you know Mm -hmm. can't do anything i think my only problem with that is like there are avenues to explore this in a way that could be like genuinely resonant but i guess if it's a comedy series they don't want to go too hard in but like if they would like hey what if he had an illness or something you know something like that um but I'm going to give it a couple more episodes of chance. Yeah, it's definitely uh, one I, where it's just like, I, I want to see what else is coming up. Yeah, definitely. I also, um, the ending is very, very good from an animation standpoint. Oh, yeah. I liked it a lot. It, it's like her doing a rhythm game, <laughs> protecting him from various yep. things or whatever. And it, it looks really cute. Very well done. 
Um, and not just to dominate again, but <laughs> if you want to talk about Executioner and her way of life. Oh, no, I'm down to talk. I'm down to gab a bit of Executioner. Yeah, uh, I just watched episode one of this today. Uh, did you watch multiple episodes, I think? I did catch up to the recent episode. Okay. Um, so I've only seen the first episode, mm-hmm. but I, I, I already really like this. It's it's very like, if we were to say like the edginess of Platinum End being bad, this is like the type of edgy that's like good <laughs> to me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like, like... It's... It... So... How do I put it? it is helpful to at least start with how this series the first half of this first episode starts out where yeah so mm-hmm. no go ahead sorry i, I no sweat you, you have this um narration of like you know i always have this dream that there's something else out there or that i'm here with my classmates uh, this dream about like wanting and longing and that there's just someone there that would make this all perfect cut forward to then just like um someone uh, a high schooler getting transported to another world and is summoned in front of a court while he's like out loud assessing the situation like oh this is one of those things where i'm in another world like the court is examining him and like figuring something out they kick him out for reasons we don't know. And he is uh, taken in by this uh, person who calls himself a uh, priestess. Uh, someone that like works with the local religion. And, you know, just like getting uh, him a custom and is like, uh, you're going to have to work, but we can at least give you accommodation. I'll take you to the church. That way we can get things set up. Uh, Menno is her name. And along the way, we find out, like, oh, um, you're a lost one. That's what we refer to the people that come from this alternate world known as Japan. And enough have come (laughs) by where, in this other world, all the signage is in Japanese. And Japanese is just the language that is spoken. Like, cultural assimilation has happened just with the amount of lost ones that have come over to this other world and eventually we have this uh this scene in the church where you know at first this character thought like oh i guess i don't have any cool power but the moral's like uh menno's like try try this out focus on it figure it out this guy um what was normal was originally labeled as null which he thought was like oh i guess they don't have a power turns out oh i have the ability to turn something into nothing Wow, what a powerful thing that this that I could use. Certain for magical my index. Like, <laughs> I, I can't wait to use this. Cut to him getting killed, just stabbed in the brain, because oh. people that come from the lost ones that come from Japan are given a power called pure concept, a supernatural power that in the past has created horrible disasters for this world, and so. These priestesses within their order have executioners, people tasked with killing the lost ones. And there was a second lost one that got taken in with this kid. Hey, 
And I, I just really like this notion of an isekai where it's they, like, they immediately go, I fucking hate isekai kids. They come in here and they ruin everything. <laughs> like, we just need to get rid of them. Because it's true, like, that's what happens in all of these. And it's like, to look at, like, not a deep one, but, like, a, a, a more politically oriented one of, like, what does it mean for these worlds when these people come and just fuck shit up, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, they just decide on a whim that they're going to do their specific thing and, like, actually analyze what an effect that has on the world. Yeah, I, um, I was mentioning it. Like, it is very interesting just looking at the perspective of someone being brought into a world that they had no... or Someone being brought into an environment they had no say whether or not they were able to and on one end people literally want to kill them not because of what they themselves have specifically done but because of the fear of the potential that they have and then another spectrum that at least sees enough use for the sake of utilization uh, for the sake of utility to keep these people around because you know, there have been, like, specific, like, four legendary disasters. And we see the glimpse of one of them. Menno was bore witness to one of these disasters, which happened from somebody just kind of trying to be like, I don't know what's going on. I just want to get back home. And it is a genuine idea that you definitely have the dipshits that immediately get their heads wrapped in this like power fantasy and at the end of the day it is still just a teenager with his with their own like complexes that they unfortunately rather than figure out and come to understand in their own setup for whatever reason it gets amplified into an ability that could just ruin the whole damn world and can't have that happen but then there are other people where it is just full-on panic, and that still just elicits the same result. It's very interesting to see that kind of setup. Also, it's pretty fucking gay. That's what I was going to go into. It, it, it's pretty reins. incredible. <laughs> you love to see it. You love to see a Yuri Isekai. First of all, not enough out there. Basically none. I can't. There are some with elements, but you know, this is uh, this is the real deal. I was just posting images like just like me for real. This is how it goes. It's great. Um, it has been a hot minute in general since I've had a Yuri series um, that isn't just you know high school Yuri whatever type stuff. Um, you know, like a princess principle, if you will. Um, so that's good. I I love the imagery that they use in the opening. Um, a lot of like, uh, you know, people dying and stuff and knives. Um, big fan of that, like skeletons. Um, and they got a Millie. Millie did it, which is always interesting to see because I like when anime openings mix it up a little like 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 when we watched um march comes in like a lion i love to see bump of chicken even though they do a lot of anime openings because they are like 
a different spectrum, and that's how I feel about Millie songs as well. Millie songs are kind of like how I feel about Mythanoroid songs. Sorry to go all anime music on you. <laughs> Whoa. But, uh, but, but yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, that's interesting. Um, and I hope that the series doesn't go... It seems like it's not like a... Um, a shield hero or a... Um, a the skeleton knight one that's the mm-hmm. season as well they're not that type of edgy you know they're not yeah, yeah i know like, like, <laughs> get, yeah to to just have the faint of a highlight on skeleton knight i am sure that the comedy it executes is funny i want to yeah least like the i am sure design. as well when you start your show with a depiction of sexual assault that the protagonist is supposed to swoop in with the biggest air quotes that I can put here, before anything bad happens, biggest fucking air quotes I can put there, because trauma is more than just... Very poor analogy here, but when you hit a baseball, it is not just the impact of the bat to the ball, it is the premonition of getting up to the bat, practicing the swing, the follow-through, and getting to what is after that it is a series of events that are connected in a similar way trauma is that as well it's lazy writing for trying to like establish a grim and gritty scenario for a show that's supposed to be a funny skeleton it's just this it's it's such a thing these days specifically between like like i say shield hero and skeleton uh night but it's not just those like it's just those are the ones that get animated right like they, there are so many well i mean redo of healer last season mm-hmm. or whatever two seasons mm-hmm. ago like ago. there's a million light novels out there that all have the same idea of well we have a woman so like like our we, we have to put, put like yeah. women on our covers for light novels and SAO. the only way i can perceive the world yeah yeah honestly honestly sao does it too in season two of um Zoro online which i like most of season two and then it randomly ends with the uh Shion, the main female character uh like getting in a situation like that and it's like there's nothing like it's there's there are interesting things that can be explored about this type of situation there are many games and works and other things that have explored this type of thing and treated it with respect people that would be quick to like point a finger or wag a finger at berserk for similar themes one Miura had been on the record as saying, like, oh, yeah, that shit that I wrote in the beginning, like, I needed to put something out. Yeah, it was just peak edgelord. Yeah. Yeah, And I regret that, and you can also see his work develop from that. And then, too, Mm -hmm. like... Yeah, absolutely. As soon as you put thought into it, you see that he is someone that understands the way that trauma works. Yeah, and that's the difference, is this is coming from a place of, well, this is what is, this creates drama, and I, it, it it goes into the more, like, you know, uh, society's misogyny, and, like, how women are just seen as this type of thing to do, and, like, what's a scary thing that could happen to a woman, I guess, I'll just put this down, like, uh, uh. It, it, It's definitely, in general, too, just an issue, um, 
of just bad storytelling conventions when it when it comes to you yeah. know prestige television. You know, we, we mentioned Game of Thrones, for instance, where um, yeah, where a lot oh, of stuff yeah. happens, and it's like. It does not. It had no reason, you know. And it's also, you know, the 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 jokes about H- also H- fetishized yeah, jokes as about well, HBO yeah. and like, oh yeah, they're just gonna put whatever, um, uh, like it's just yeah, lazy, careless storytelling where like not realizing, you know, to sh- to to demonstrate trauma in a story, you don't need to keep showing that stuff, or you don't need to keep resorting to that same tactic, um, and unfortunately, that's sort of, I, I guess, controversy does you know pull numbers, unfortunately, and that's the unfortunate reality, right? Um, and undeniably there is that, you know, as you've said, Rose, like undeniably there's misogynists that just eat this shit up. And that's, that's, that's also the other sadder fact that there is just bad people, unfortunately, who think, um, this piece of media is good, um, or, or those decisions made in media is good. Um, and, and for sure, at least there's, you know, the the bright side of it is there are people calling that out and it's like, there's like, there's an internal amount of media that does not do that. But it's just a shame that when stuff like this does it, right? Uh, it's just so... It, it it just keeps, you know, it's just rewarded for it, right? It's like, why is this, like, who... You know, and I, I and I think, too, like, that's the problem, too, where, like, again, we were talking about the issue, too. I guess as a bookend, when we were complaining about Attack on Titan, um, I think a lot of that support, unfortunately, does come from people who, like, again, I can't... It's all subjective. I can't just judge people or like you know be be elitist and gatekeep what people watch. But I think there generally is an issue too, where bad media gets supported by people who who don't consume a lot of media. Like it's just that's just you know, and that's not an issue of intelligence. That's an issue of like exposure. Anyone's taste. It's just the issue of also accessibility and like just just you know if you have if you don't have a wide palette, if you don't like watch a lot of things, you don't have like a comparison you don't have like a reference or control to compare what is bad to good right so you know like we were mm-hmm. talking about with attack on titan for a lot of people that's probably like one of five animated watch so they really unfortunately do not have a reference for things that are better out there and they're like okay i guess i'm accepting this as the standard of what is good and that's kind of the problem and we kind of see that too with like people i've seen that wanted to justify sh- what what shield hero done and it just seems like they don't want you know i just there's something about it where they just have not seen other things that do, that explore similar subject matter and do tackle similar things but not in the way that it does um it there's like multiple factors to it you know you know there's there's it's, it really is yeah it's just a problem there's bad people that enjoy this shit versus like genuinely i think there's also the wider audience of people who like unfortunately don't have sources of reference for what is better out there um yeah. or- and it does and again it just falls back into like there are just shitty writers out there unfortunately <laughs> getting work yeah. and i'm like i they need they need to stop they need to give that to better people <laughs> but like <laughs> that's what it comes down to uh, we need to stop rewarding those people but yeah that's really what it is but it is frustrating but again i always think about like you know there's other work out there you know, and, and, and sometimes that method of discovery has to just come naturally. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, I remember recommending Kong Bing to somebody, and mm-hmm. the response is like, oh, yeah, this does seem fun. I'm kind of wary, though, because it's like, oh, man, it's a war in general. And it's like, no, understandable that, yeah. you know, given the way that someone would describe it, yeah, you want to be wary of that. Yeah. But also, yeah, th- this is a historical figure that has literal records of history like attached to them and for the most like mm-hmm. of a story that is not just celebrated in china but in 
Japan and mo- most of like most of Asia, most of Asia recognizes that specific period of history, both in its history, but then also in its like narrative fiction. It, again, a, a broad statement of expose yourself to more media so that you're able to develop that palette. I gotta watch more shit. I don't watch fucking anything. <laughs> I was gonna say, John. Like, I, I I wanted to talk with you for the for the last two bits of our show, real quick. I guess so. If you yeah, want, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I have, uh, I have, because I, 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 I don't want. Go nah, ahead. dude. I'm saying that because, like, I think we all have collectively read the thing that is basically yeah. like go out there and just watch more shit. With <laughs> yeah. So I was gonna say, John, you yeah, you read good uh, goodbye, mm-hmm. Ari. I also did mm-hmm. uh, Fujimoto's one shot. Shonen Jump last week was it last yeah whatever it doesn't matter time isn't real oh, yeah, don't worry like about it no one's gonna fact check me um but yeah uh, what did you think of this John what did you think what did you think what do you think oh, fuck. I'm uh, I'm sorry no it's okay I, it's it's I, I I don't know I don't know I I I I'm trying to I'm trying to think I'm trying to be eloquent and speak of things that aren't just i liked it i don't know i don't know why well, i mean ha- like for those who might not have read it like what sure. is it about okay. all right so yeah so so uh, uh fujimoto the mangaka of chainsaw man and uh fire punch that uh you know we're all so hyped about who has um you know who's supposedly working on part two of chainsaw man Instead, has been putting out a lot of one-shots, these really lovely one-shots. Um, the most recent one is Goodbye, Airy. It's about a um, a young man who uh, is basically just like an amateur filmmaker. His family buys him a, uh, a phone, and he uses it to record his uh, ailing mother's life up until she passes away. And he made the promise to record her dying but instead he at the last minute he runs away from it and in the movie he edits in an explosion he just edits in the hospital blowing up and so you know everyone who watched the movie because he he edits it together and shows it at his um at his school everyone sees the movie is just like why the hell did you do that that's insane like i i was feeling something there and then you just completely ruined it and it's except for one girl ari who picks up on his filmmaking and is tells him that he needs to watch more movies he needs to expand his horizons and they spend time together and she tells him that he needs to make a movie too. He needs to make another movie. Um, and so the rest of the manga is basically just this collection of scenes of of them together, them watching films, them going over things. Um, and it's slowly realizing that Aerie is also sick and is also on the way out. And, you know... It, coming to terms with the fact that he's basically going to have to do just what he did with his mother and um 
it's 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 a story about framing it's a story about how you want to remember somebody and how films present ideas and how important that is for folks to experience those ideas and experience the the concept that a film is trying to portray um i thought it was fantastic you know i i I, it, it really moved me i i basically like woke up one morning and um I think that was the same day that they announced Kingdom Hearts four, so it was just like, <laughs> oh, like it was. I think. So I just woke up and it was just like, oh fuck, they're making another Kingdom Hearts. What the hell? And then, oh god, there's another. Uh, okay, this is a really like just my brain just like activating very hard as soon as I wake up with just like, oh god, this is a lot to take in. Um. <laughs> But I mean, I've I've been thinking about Goodbye Airy for for a while. Um, something I I don't remember exactly who said it. Uh, it might have been I I, th- I think it was a it was a Rada a Rank Ten Yu Gi Oh on Twitter. I think he was t- he talked a little bit about how um, like obviously Fujimoto has taken a lot of inspiration from film, but throughout his his manga work. But this is basically just a movie on paper just the way that it's drawn how um like like movement is being shown by like characters being slightly blurry it's not it's not necessarily like movement used with like you know like a swoosh or a sound effect it's more how a an amateur film would be like if you're thinking about how somebody if somebody isn't you know perfectly balanced or you know, isn't using some kind of like tripod or something you're just holding a phone you see how video moves and you can see that in the art and stuff like that is just that's... so amazing yeah yeah that's definitely my favorite part of it was how that was portrayed just really really interesting examination of you want to talk about like point of view like that like that is an interesting way to do point of view like, it actually feels like you are seeing through a specific lens, which is, you know, again, the point of the whole thing. Yeah, it is like you are sitting um, down and watching this this film. You're watching this footage on some screen, whether it be like a, a, a movies, like a movie theater screen or like a laptop that that's it's being edited together. Um, and I definitely don't want to spoil the like the ending because it is free. You can just go read it on the Shonen Jump app. Um or the website. Um, but just how it presents the idea of how you remember somebody. Um, it was, it was really moving just cause like, I know I, th- I, th- I thought a lot about the, the people that I've lost in my life and how, you know, it's, it's really easy to, if you, if you have that inkling to remember, to want to remember them well, it's really easy to forget the bad parts and vice versa. Like, it's really easy to just be like, yeah, man, that, that person was a total ass to me, but you know, you, you, you can always remember the good parts and it really is just all about how you frame things in your mind. And, and I feel like no matter how you want to do it, it is all valid because, you know, you might want to just remember the good times. You might want to just have these good moments with someone you cared about or, 
they really might have fucked things up near the end and you don't want to remember it's it's hard for you to remember the good parts like and i think about my grandfather who passed away recently and how like he was just like a huge right-wing trump supporter and like total bigot and very frustrating to talk about talk to especially in his his final years but then i just think about like how compassionate he was about thing like me growing up and he helped me out a lot in my life and it's it's just it's difficult to remember those good parts because those bad parts are so fresh and strong in the memory and you know it, it would if if i wanted to sit down and like edit those ideas and you know like look at old photos of us together or just think about those good times like yeah you could kind of change your own mind but you know there there's the question of if if you have to or if you want to and you know you can you can decide yourself how you want to remember it and i think that is the the main point of goodbye airy is that it is up to you how you want to remember the relationships in your life and how you want to take them and um it, it was very, it was a very poignant piece of work in my opinion it was it was very good i agree yeah i liked it i if I had one exactly exactly one complaint, it's so minor. This is this is barely like my a, a sincere like genuine complaint. It is that um, I think his tendency to do chain that chainsaw man pacing as it were. <laughs> it's not that, but like leaning into the chainsaw man absurdity of everything, right? Like it is expressing these genuine ideas through absurdity and through like extravagance. Um, I think here where it's like if he could have just framed the way that they talk about the mom mm. later on i think even just a little bit differently i think it would have been perfect i think that's the only part i take on because it's like oh she was a tv producer don't you like that that just immediately made me like oh this fucking chainsaw man shit mm -hmm. like that type of stuff um it's just like it's it is his style and I, it, it is what makes him distinct but it is the type of thing where you sit there and you're like Everything else about this is ridiculous, but it has a sincerity to it. And that just felt like the bridge too far, you know? That's like my only problem I had with it. Um, I mean, I would say... Uh, the, or go ahead. No, 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 that's fine. Yeah. No, the comparisons that I can definitely see. One, the, comp the composition of the panels and art themselves, it is very much like reminiscent of Tintin. Uh, fucking recently I found out that there are just a bunch of Tintin comics here that someone left in my apartment. And All right. <laughs> oh. I've been reading through a few of them, and it's like, there is, uh, he, um, Erge specifically, like, spoke of himself as just capturing film on, like, paper with the way that, like, movement, flow, composition, and dialogue are, like, set up. Mm -hmm. And it really shows here as well, where there are just moments of pause that feel so weighted for the fact that it very much is this... It, you, you figure out the flow of what this comic is supposed to feel, specifically in the fact that it is very much like, you know... I, I wouldn't be surprised if Fujimoto tried to make this a film at one point, or like, you know, had examples of this coming up, and... 
he very much is a movie guy. <laughs> like uh, this yeah, cements definitely. the reality that he is someone that very much takes inspiration from cinema and the way that people are affected by cinema. You know, in the mm. same way that a lot of the French New Wave came from just kids figuring out that they could get a handheld camera and just film whatever. This has that same energy of just you have the apparatus, you just go with it. And like the the one quote I saw or the one panel that I saw so many people resonate with is um this scene later on with the dad where the, it starts out as like this genuine confrontation between Ari and his father and then eventually it's just like all right cut oh my god did i did i do all right was that okay yeah dad that was great like it what like the that's another point i want to talk about but here like this quote of just like um from the dad to quote a friend of his creation is all about getting into the audience's problems to make them laugh and cry right well it wouldn't be fair if creators didn't get her too would it this like recognition that whatever you put out there in whatever creative space is up for all types of interpretation and all types of criticism effect. Like it is just there for display. You cannot do anything else, but in take in the feedback that comes back and some of that shit will hurt. Look through any YouTube comment space and you will see some fucking dog shit. Let me tell you, but you know, from that, there is at least a recognition of like, all right, you know, how did this hit people? And how do I take that for this next thing that I'm going to do? And the other comparison I had recognized I, that definitely in like looking through some of these pages, there is so much magic realism mm-hmm. associated with the way that Fujimoto just goes throughout their whole style. And... To me, this definitely feels the most connected to the ideas of, like, A Hundred Years of Solitude, where it is very much a journey through one of the most, like, difficult things that any person will think about in terms of just, you know, the experience of genuine loss, and then also the burden of having to make and create something, (laughs) Like I would argue, two two of the most struggle, two of the biggest struggles that a lot of media also explore, and these things that will always be in like um, discussion and question. But it is so loose with its form in a way that is very much like repetitive in its nature. But because of the fact that these cycles are so continuous, I... Goodbye Area is the thing that made me like go watch everything everywhere all at once, like the day after, because I'm just like. Man, I, I gotta get out there more. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to say as, like, a final comment on my end over as someone who's not, who's never read, like, Fujimoto's, like, longer serial work, like Chainsaw Mindfire, but has only been reading these one-shots. He has been publishing, has 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 been published. This is, like, a brilliant person. I think that's, like like, this is outright... Like, genuine, like, I was just, I was very confounded by this comic. Um, Goodbye, Ari, specifically. Almost teared up with Look Back, because, you know, Look Back obviously was also resonating with a very real-life tragedy that it happened to. Um, but this is clearly someone who has a passion for, like, various mediums. And the concept of, like, using 
the comic format to comment on a different piece of art is a very very touching like tribute to just the, just just the the nature and process of art itself and um since you've been describing him as someone who seems you know well well read in, in film I, it's very apparent here and you know i don't really have much else to say um for this conversation beyond the fact that i i i would i i want to see more of this person's work i would love to see this person direct i think this is someone who has the chops to direct an anime like you even beyond an anime i, I this is this is a very insightful person that you know and this is probably fresh because i did finally watch um a, the the documentary delusionist about satoshi khan's life recently this is someone that reminded me a lot of satoshi khan in a lot of ways who similarly also explored and kind of was very meta about themes about the making of art tied with like socio-political issues mm -hmm. um but at the same time it seems like fujimoto you know who's you know not to say like this is someone in their shadow but like this fujimoto very much did similar things and that's someone who i can like at least in my perspective it's someone who likes khan's work um very much on the same level of like knowing you know just knowing what they're doing knowing what they're talking about at the same time also being a great artist um i'm just like looking forward to what else this person can do mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if Chainsaw Man will be something for me. I know the anime will be coming out at some point. So, you know, it's, it's, it's perhaps something like that, that might make me, make me tap into that. But mm -hmm. I was, I, I felt, yeah, I, that Goodbye Era was very, was just very excellent. It was just a very excellent, you know, contained piece that I think a lot of people who work in different mediums should definitely look at because I think it, I think it really looks into and taps into those me different mediums to speak on something on a more personal intimate level which we have all talked about which you know our our memory our like traumas and how like that shapes and frames how we think of people and the experiences we had and that's like beautiful that's very beautiful um and yeah just just clearly an artist coming from like it seems like a lot of learned experiences and just respect for different mediums it, it this is you know it, it creates something like this and i i yeah like like i said i'm just repeating myself i just want to see more of this person's work outside of the context of like the serialized stuff they're known for as is right mm -hmm. um yeah it's been making me think of rereading chainsaw man honestly to an extent like <laughs> i know i only read it like a half a year ago or something but it was the type of thing where it's like i want to look at it through the lens of how is this structured from someone who really is into the idea of film and media mediums expression thing i got a lot of that when i read it the first time i think his confidence in his pacing in general reflects that like being able to deliver all this information in a specific amount of time um mm -hmm. but like, I think, like, 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 yeah, I, I'm curious to see how the anime, which I don't think he has anything to do with, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, adapts his work. Right, right. And how, what, like, what angle they'll take. Right, like, it. just from my... Because it's very easy to fuck it up. Right, right? and my like impression it's... of just these one shots alone, it's very much, this is a story that makes sense because it is in a comic panel by panel format. It, it is important and intrinsic yeah, to that, the narrative. Yes, so, yeah, I'm sure there will be some interesting differences or technicalities that, you know, like, it, you know, like, it, 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 you know it, it, it could easily be a great anime adaptation, whatever, however it will may be. But, right, for sure, like, the, 
adapting to anything to any medium, no matter how like in tune adaptation is, it, it definitely displaces the original intentions of why something was made in the original format it is in, you know, from film to comic, comic to film, you know, et cetera, um, vice versa. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just very interesting to see where this person, where his career will seem to go for him. And I'm glad it seems like someone like this is getting like, you know, a lot of, a lot of attention. Um, and that, that anime will definitely draw more to his work. And I, I just look forward to it personally. Yeah, Definitely. Um, all right, we've gone on long enough. I'm not going to drop anything else in. Uh, we'll, we'll cover some more stuff later. I like, hopefully it's not too far out of your mind next time, Eric, but I would be interested to hear more about your thoughts on these other, like what, like 10 series you've watched. I'll be keeping um, up with them. So definitely the ones that I haven't okay. gotten to yet. Um, I'll make sure to still watch out for. And it'll be interesting to see how your opinions on those change or don't from what you initially thought. Um, but yeah, um, thank you all for joining me. Um, glad we had a good, nice, nice, good episode. I think this was a mm-hmm. good one. Um, got a lot of discussion in that I felt was very constructive. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> giving you some real like teacher vibes right so, now. So I don't not know enough fighting, not enough uh, arguments. Yeah, not, enough, not enough like murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you need to. We, we, maybe we gotta change it mouth. up. Maybe we gotta no, there's not enough waifus in this season. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, hey, come on! What are you talking about? Uh, fucking Shikamori. Not She's not just a cutie, okay? Uh, we need like morning um, radio show energy where we're just constantly. <laughs> we need a well. Discord's adding the fucking soundboard soon. So. <laughs> no. Oh, finally. <laughs> finally, yeah. Well, you've always wanted. <laughs> I think what it, it was the hard drive article like Discord announces feature for the least funny guy you. Know, <laughs> right. like that. It's my time um, to shine. The... <laughs> no, he's great. Um... No, but thank you all. This is great. Um, we're watching uh, Gun Gale Online, yeah. the Sword Art Online alternative spinoff. Uh, you can find it on Crunchyroll. We're watching that for next time. Um, it's 12 episodes, right? And then it has a recap in the middle or something, mm-hmm. I think. But, um, yeah, uh, I've been watching that. I think it's pretty good so far. I have also been watching um, it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all you right. like it? Yeah. So far. Mm. Yeah. I think it's much better than Sword of Online. I'll say that much for free. You remove Kirito and it becomes <laughs> a whole different world. There are specific things it does, and it's already just like, hey, I dig this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'll get m- more into that next time. Um, but for now, thank you all for joining me again, like for real. And uh, thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next time on another episode of Unlimited Realworks. See